This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, November 20th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia's new COVID-19 restrictions take effect starting today at 5 o'clock. While restaurants and gyms in the city are bracing for the shutdown, some business owners are taking the matter to court. A lawsuit has been filed against the city of Philadelphia and the mayor ahead of the new COVID-19 restrictions. Attorney Brian Fritz represents Philadelphia Restaurant Owners Group Against Lockdowns. He is seeking an emergency injunction to prohibit the shutdown of indoor dining. We have no reports and no studies of how the restaurant's being linked to any infections. How is dining in a restaurant in Philadelphia more dangerous than going to Lowe's, Walmart, Wawa, or the city's Christmas village, Fritz said. Business owners argued that they should be able to operate with the safety measures put in place in July when many restrictions from the spring lifted. The lawsuit claims the city's safer-at-home restrictions on indoor dining is unconstitutional. Gyms are also taking a huge hit when the city's new restrictions go into effect. Dr. Thomas Farley, the city's top health official, defended the city's decision, saying, now is the riskiest time for the transmission of the virus. City officials also said dramatic action is needed to respond to an exponential growth in cases and hospitalizations. Kathy, there was an article in the Inquirer and they were showing a picture of uh, just like 50 propane tanks outside a restaurant. The amount of in- investment they've made in trying to keep viable the outdoor eating. It's just crazy. Do you, do you think that that lawsuit has any legs? Because there are frivolous lawsuits out there that don't get anywhere, and then some actually... I think it, I think it might. It'd be interesting. I, I, I think it might. I mean, you know, obviously, they're, God, it's it's with people losing jobs, but you also want to make sure people are safe. Yeah, I, a, I, I time. It's, I, it's, it'll, it'll be interesting what the argument is, because uh, whoever... I, I, I missed the topic who, who made the statement about uh, it's no different than going to Lowe's and so on. I, I beg to differ, because you're sitting down and you're being social for hours at a time, possibly, as opposed to in and out real quick. So things like that... That might be argued and discussed, and, and I don't know where they'll get with them. You know? well, I also think it'll take too long. It'll, it'll take too long in court for this to have any effect. I mean, it go, it's supposed to go into effect today, so... Yeah, and it, well, it, yeah, yeah. It's it's for smarter people than we. Yeah, exactly. Right. Thank you, thank you, sir. Two more uh, Pennsylvania. I, just, I, I, I could have hemmed and hawed. We're too stupid. <laughs> I thought you were pre-law. Yeah, he's pre-med. I was, was going to make a play for being smart, but I said no. no. Long-time <laughs> listeners would know that was just a ruse. Yep. You took a breath and then you changed your mind. <laughs> Two more Pennsylvania legal challenges by President Donald Trump's campaign appeared who have failed ensuring that more than 2,700 ballots that have been contested over technicalities would, in fact, be counted. One case filed in Bucks County sought to toss out 2,177 ballots over missing words on the address line or improperly sealed secrecy envelopes. A similar challenge brought in neighboring Montgomery County was ordered closed by the court. In dismissing the Bucks County lawsuit, Judge Robert Obaldi said it would be an injustice to disenfranchise these voters based on the technical errors with the ballot. Baldi noted repeatedly that the Trump team specifically Specifically stipulated that these uh, that there exists no evidence of any fraud, misconduct, or any impropriety with respect to the challenged ballots. There is nothing in the record and nothing alleged that would lead to the conclusion that any of the challenged ballots were submitted by someone not qualified or entitled to vote in this election. Baldy wrote. The point took it on added significance as the Trump legal team and the president himself continued to allege fraud on social media and in press appearances, uh, but 
not as stringently in court where evidence is required to support the claim. If you want to talk about like back and forth, Nick, on stuff like this, right. remember the, the, the Gore, uh, Gore uh, the election of 2000? I think that went into January, did it not? No, December, uh, it, I think it ended in mid-December is when it finally got to the Supreme Court. But, um, you know, the Electoral College meets in less than a month. And then, in, in theory, uh, Inauguration Day is right. two months from today, January 20th. So, uh there's another lawsuit, and we'll see where that one goes. New Jersey lawmakers advanced legislation setting up a new recreational marijuana marketplace, which voters overwhelmingly approved on the ballot this month, but differed on key details. The Assembly Appropriations Committee and the Senate Budget Committee passed legislation on Thursday, but the changes mean the two Democratic-led chambers will have to iron out their differences before going to a floor vote. Lawmakers were hopeful the bill could get a floor vote next week, but the Senate session was canceled Thursday evening. It's unclear how soon it will be scheduled. Lawmakers have been negotiating over amending the measure since it stalled last week. A key difference between the Senate and Assembly bills involves caps on the number of licenses. The Senate version eliminates caps while the Assembly bill increased the number to 37 from 28. A common uh, commonality but in addition uh, but in addition since last week uh, is an excise tax which applies to specific goods or services and which uh, consumers ultimately pay. The bill calls for a tax of one-third of one percent on marijuana sales. The State's 6.625% sales tax will also apply. In sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. For the Eagles, receivers J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who tested positive for the coronavirus, and John Hightower and Deontay Burnett, who were determined to be close contacts, are being placed on the COVID-19 list. Defensive end Vinnie Curry and running back Corey Clement both tested negative but will still be placed on the COVID-19 list because they were considered close contacts as well. The Eagles play the Browns on Sunday in Cleveland and kickoff is set for 1 o'clock. In Thursday night football, the Seahawks beat the Arizona Cardinals, winning 28-21 last night in Seattle. Carlos Hyde gained 79 yards and a touchdown on 14 carries, and the Seahawks' defense applied consistent pressure to Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. And starting tomorrow, all NFL teams must operate under the league's intensive COVID-19 protocols for the remainder of the season. The requirements include virtual team meetings and players and staff wearing masks at all times while at the facility, the including including during practice. The league said it made the decision to impose the intensive protocols league-wide because of the heightened recent spread of COVID-19 around the country, as well as the data it has been collecting all year regarding close contacts. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. We welcome you to Friday morning of Camp Out for Hunger. It is the final day, and uh, we're excited because we have a number of guests that are going to be joining us, and a few of those are some uh, what we um, are anticipating to be some sizable donations with the track records that we team <laughs> yes we're uh, hoping and you know we uh I, we haven't spent as much time uh during this camp out um going on about the uh, uh the incentive challenges and so on they are there and they are important uh but we've been more focusing on just everybody helping and uh, being a part of uh, what needs to be done yeah know? we were talking last night and they there are things that we had not anticipated that are uh, happening and there are other things it's it's a totally fluid experience and so some of the things that you might be used to hearing you haven't heard, but I, I don't know. How, how do you feel about it on, on the final day so far? I feel good. Yeah. Uh, I, I do. I've, I've, I've seen some, some things trickle in as far as numbers go uh, for some online yeah. stuff. I mean, 
we have seen visually here, obviously, a different animal and much less traffic uh, than we are used to. Uh, so that's a little bit odd, but I've been hearing rumblings of good news elsewhere. So yeah. I feel good. Yes. I feel really good Likewise. about this, actually. So I did see one van just drive by, Preston. I don't know if you noticed what was on the side of that van, but I it didn't. said Lorenzo's and Sons. Oh! Yes, you know, I saw Giuseppe sneak into uh, Xfinity yesterday, Xfinity Live, so I assume he was warming up the ovens and getting ready for today because Lorenzo's is going to be supplying food for our volunteers. Or maybe he was doing an angry footloose dance. You know, it'd be a perfect time to do it. Not many people around. You can really let loose. Footloose. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you really need a parking garage for that. Yeah, but come on. There's a couple of them around here. A warehouse or something. Uh, But anyhow, uh, we will, uh, yeah, we'll definitely see Giuseppe and company from uh, Lorenzo's and Sons, uh, Westchester and Xfinity Live stopping in. Uh, We're also going to have visits, and I'll go ahead and mention these names because they're they're the biggies. Uh, Campbell's is going to be stopping by for a donation. Xfinity and Comcast. Acme, Subaru, and those are just a few of them. And uh, we'll obviously we'll talk to Lori Jones from Phil Abundance, the new CEO, uh, later on in the show today, and some other guests coming up, which I'll mention in a second because Casey's got something. To say. Well, uh, no, I'm excited because uh, little James, we've talked about him a few times, and I just I like bringing him up because uh, you know who's little James. Little James is the nine year old who did his own camp out for hunger, and today is the oh. day where he is dropping off of uh, his donations. Oh, very so cool. Got a message from his mom because she knows that you know it's a drive by. She's like, what side of the car? Should James be on when we drive by? Okay, because he wants to be able to hang out the window and wave and everything. So he should be driving. Yeah, he should be driving. Nine years old. Yes. No. uh, He works so hard for this passenger seat, and he'll be able to see us. Hey, uh, by the way, we're also going to be joining us uh, from the band Royal Blood. Mike Kerr, lead singer of the band, will be on the the show. Lead singer of the band, The Offspring, Dexter Holland, is going to be checking in too. And our good friend, it wouldn't be the camp out without him. We like to have some of our every. Year people, Michael Barkan from NBC Sports Philadelphia it's, will say hello to him. I kind of think of him as the B. Arthur of the Camp Out for Hunger. <laughs> he is a lot like the B. Arthur of the. He's the manliest of us, and so just like the <laughs> B. Arthur girls, is the manliest of the Golden Girls. Yeah. All right, you know who I also saw here, which oh. is not on my guest list. The Pituation is. The pituation's hey. been, been here a couple of days this week. Has he? This yes, is the he first had... I saw Preston, how morning. could you know with the mask know, on and all man. that stuff? Hey. I, I came up. I kid you not. This is. I swear to God, this is the truth. I came into the tent. Uh, I think it was Brian from Course Photography said, Wilson's Secret Sauce is here. And he kind of gestured in this general direction. Yeah. And I saw a guy standing there in a coat and a mask. <laughs> and I walk up and I thought it was somebody from okay. Wilson's Secret Sauce. And I go, hey, how you doing, man? Preston, nice to see you. And I hear from underneath the mask, I go, hey, Jackson, nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) And I had just been talking to him like 15 minutes before. Dude, I I felt like such a dick. I hugged someone yesterday (laughs) thinking it was somebody else. I had no idea. It was, was it a stranger? It, it was a, a stranger? total stranger. Was, <laughs> our friend Morgan Boyle, she's lived in, in Colorado for a number of years. She stopped by yesterday. I thought that this girl that was, was here yesterday was Morgan Boyle. And so I went over to her and I was like, hey, it's great to see you. And she's like, yeah, it's nice to see you, yeah, too. It's, it's nice to see you, too. <laughs> it was a girl. I promise it was a girl. But I went up and I gave her a hug. And she was like, okay. Nice to see you. But I can't even imagine what Jackson must have been thinking when I walk up. How you doing, Preston? Nice to meet you. (laughs) Jackson, nice to see you. I'm like, (laughs) 
I was telling Preston. The name's Weston. (laughs) I want to start pretending when I see people out, like, at supermarkets that I know them. Like, oh, my God, hey, how are you? And because... I'd like to just to see how they react. Yeah. Well, you know what happens? All this makes long. makes you appreciate people that in your life who have expressive eyes yeah. or identifiable eyes because otherwise you'd be screwed. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I, I'd like to see. I don't know if we'll have time, but I, I'd like to do another drop quiz today. I don't know if we'll have wow. the ability to do that because how about Pituation and Bill West? Oh, my Wouldn't God. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Because Bill's usually here on Friday, right? Well, let's see what we can pull together. Yeah. Right. And also, he doesn't like pitch. So. I, that's <laughs> mainly why. I thought it would be a good idea. All right, we'll see about all this. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Final day at Camp Out for Hunger. You can donate in person. Remember, it is uh, trunk to truck. No contact. Everything will be cool, but we'll only take probably till about 9 or 10 a.m., and then we're done. But you can come by and do that this morning. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Nobody likes a delay of game, and while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're going to do a stupid question, and we're going to have a prize for said stupid question, if you can answer it correctly. And that prize is going to be a $100 Visa Super Bucks card. So I wanted to do a food-related question today. All right. So I went through Wikipedia, and I looked up state foods. Well, you know, Wikipedia is the people's encyclopedia, Preston. And what I found were there's all kinds of state foods. Like there's, you know, Minnesota has a state muffin. Yes. Uh, Mississippi has a state grape. Uh, there are state, New Mexico has a state cookie. <laughs> and do you know how many state foods Pennsylvania has? How many? None. Are you kidding me? Not one. Not a it should be Lorenzo's pizza. pizza. According to the people's Dictionary. Well, the people so, are effed. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to New Jersey instead. Because, right. listen, we're partners right here. People's is people's. Exactly. Thank you. So what is the state fruit of New Jersey? 215263. And it's the only category I see in New Jersey. As uh, well, by the way. I will guarantee you that, that we have a state food. It's just not on the People's Encyclopedia. I thought it would be like the whoopie pie or something. Oh, the whoopie pie. Or at least the state dessert. <laughs> so, but, uh, well, let's, let's find out if you know what the state fruit of New Jersey is. 215-263-WNMR call. Now, uh, we'll go through some birthdays today while we are awaiting your answer. We'll start with the world of music from Kings of Leon, Jared Folliwell. Uh, who is the guitarist, pianist, uh, and uh, one of the family members. Yes, Kings of Leon. He is 34 today. Uh, It is also uh, President-elect Joe Biden's birthday today. Uh, He turns uh, 78 years old, so not sure if he is still... Right down the street here in Wilmington or not right yeah, now? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I think okay. that's where they're, they're, that's the, the base of operations. I know he's going to go rock climbing today. Uh, but uh, no, he's going to Might as well out. do it before everything gets yeah. shut down. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Uh, I actually spoke to uh, the gentleman Joe who came by to do so. He's our uh, uh, Xfinity tech, and he did the work at uh, Joe Biden's house. Did he? Not that okay, long ago. Yeah. interesting. I'm like, was he home? He's like, no, but the Secret Service was. And oh, yeah. he told me about going, like, anytime you went in and out of the home, they checked and double checked and rechecked you and 
did all kinds of uh, you know scans and stuff like that. Did so. they make that? Do you do the test where you have to put the geometric shapes into the slots? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you got to be able to put the round peg in the round hole. <laughs> so Joe Biden is 78 years old today. Joel McHale of Talk Soup and Community is 49. Bo Derek, we were just talking about her the other day. Bo, De- yes, we were talking about um, uh, Linda Evans. Yes, correct. And uh, they shared a husband. They shared a husband, John. John. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she is 64 today. Uh, Veronica Hamill, who is on Hill Street Blues. Yes. I, I don't remember. Dark hair. She was the captain's girlfriend and a, Gorgeous. And a lawyer, yes. Beautiful woman. Yeah. Yes, she is 77 today. Uh, Estelle Parsons, who played Roseanne's television mother. You would know her. She's oh, yeah. a character actress who'd been in a ton of stuff. Uh, it says here also she's currently starring in August, Osage County on Broadway. Or she might be dead because we yeah. know my track record <laughs> with the uh, birthday. She's she actually was 93. in a small aircraft. She went down uh, into the mountains with Diana Ross. Oh, okay. And, uh, we, <laughs> That's wow. how she. Yeah. That's how right. Diana Ross died. Yeah, she it was a it was a crash into yeah. a mountain. Yeah, oh, small right. Well, Estelle Parsons was in certified for night flying for instrument flying. Oh, and she tried it anyway. Yeah. Wow, can't do that. Uh, actress Sean Young. Oh, yeah. uh, she's a uh, she's a bit loopy. I, I've the other day, so I've been on a Dune kick. I recently reread the book. Uh, the movie's coming out next year, so I, I took a you know, and I went and I watched the the original film. Yeah, and so th- I've been on a YouTube hole about Dune, and there are loads of videos of drunk Sean Young. Yes, uh, yeah, she <laughs> she, had, she had a bad period. She's come she through did. it now. She did. Remember, yes. she was lobbying for the role of uh, Catwoman in the Batman movie. Yep. On uh, which what late night show? Uh, all the shows. No, I think it was uh, maybe Oprah. She came on and she did like a little soliloquy. And... Came out with like doing the cat thing. And yeah. I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she's, uh, I, I had a thing for her for a while. She's uh, Finkel. Uh, in Ace Ventura? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Stripes, Blade Runner, No Way Out, bunch of good movies. Uh, we also have the great Joe Walsh. Ah. Celebrates a birthday today. That guy should have been dead a long time ago until <laughs> he got himself sober. Well. Because he was headed down a path of destruction. He, yes, Preston. He, I, I thought for sure. I, I never thought he would clear, you know, each subsequent decade. Okay, Joe Walsh, not, Joe Walsh is not going to make it through this. Yeah. And now he's doing great. Yeah. He's one of my favorite guitarists. I mean, he just, whatever he plays, it just sounds great. It's not like he's not shredding really hard, but he it's it makes you make that nasty face. Yeah. yeah. He's the one who, let, the legend goes, would bring a chainsaw with him when they would check into hotels. That's right, yeah. And trash the hotel rooms <laughs> with he, a chainsaw. Did any of you guys see the uh, Ringo Starr celebration this year? That I think it was I just on you. A lot of it was virtual, but um, they hung out because they're, they're brothers-in-law and they were able to be in the same place. And I don't know what it is about this, but something about Joe Walsh and Ringo Starr being buddies yeah. gives me comfort. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. He's 73. And the last birthday is singer Norman Greenbaum, who did the song Spirit in the Sky. That's his only, right, that's his one hit, right? Yep, yep, exactly. And the funny thing about that, you know, is he sings, gotta have a friend in Jesus. Norman Greenbaum is Jewish. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. Uh, So he's... Well, Jesus was Jewish. There you go. There you go. 78 years old today, so happy birthday. All the great Christmas songs were written by Jewish composers. This is true. You're right. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What is the state fruit of New Jersey? Uh, this is Cynthia, but we're going to call her Cindy. Oh, uh, she are? probably oh, hates okay. that, yeah. just so we can play the clip. <laughs> yes. So let me go to her. Oh, Cindy! Hi, Cynthia. Good morning. Good morning. What is the state fruit of New Jersey? The blueberry. The blueberry. Oh, oh, I thought so. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and congratulations to you and your husband, Gary. Oh, we are good. Gary! <laughs> 
We are going to give you a $100 Visa Superbucks card. Uh, and one of the winners this week is going to be upgraded to $300. So it might be you, Cindy. We'll have to see. Or maybe Gary. Cindy! I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's get into some of the entertainment stories that I have for you. Uh, Lori Laughlin, already behind bars, during, serving her time, of course, and now her guest designer husband, uh, Mosimo Giannulli, is joining her. He reported to the federal correctional institution called Lompoc on Thursday, yesterday, after pleading guilty for his role in the college admission scandal. Why don't they offer co-ed cells for married couples? <laughs> Laughlin is serving two months. Giannulli is serving five. Earlier this week, Giannulli was photographed with a more prison-ready look, traded his slick-back hair and clean shave for a shaved head and burly beard. Uh, the pair have taken their fall from grace hard, a source told Us Weekly. It's definitely shaken things up in their relationship. He took a felt pen and drew Post Malone tattoos on his face. <laughs> and not for the better, but they're going to get through it. They'll do their time and then decide as a family how to move forward after this. So we will see. Prince William is tentatively welcoming an independent invest investigation into... The circumstances surrounding a BBC interview that his late mother, Princess Diana, took part in. William called the probe a step in the right direction, and he added that it should help establish the truth behind the actions that led to the interview, as well as subsequent decisions taken by those in the BBC at the time. Who was the interviewer? It was Martin Bashir. Bashir. So BBC has appointed a retired senior... Oh! He hates him. Senior judge to lead a probe in the 1995 interview after her brother Charles Spencer renewed his accusations this month. The journalist Martin Bashir used fake bank papers to force Diana into the interview. The papers appeared to show payments made to staff working with the royal family. I don't know. I, I need to know more about behind that of why that would motivate her. What did she feel extorted in I some guess, way? I guess so, but I don't understand the extortion if it is indeed the case. So oh. anyhow, uh, the investigation will look into the BBC and Bashir's actions, whether the BBC was aware that the bank statements were mocked up and if the fake papers actually influenced Diana's behavior or not. In that interview in 1995, Diana had said, there were three of us in this marriage, a reference to Charles' affair with Camilla Parker Bowles. So that was the big bombshell. Uh, okay, so maybe that's the uh, the issue at hand here. But it it was. I mean, that's they were having an affair. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't Remember know. Remember when all that broke? It was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, my God. Yes. First off, no one could figure out how Prince Charles <laughs> got Diana. It's yeah. like, yeah. and then... <laughs> and then have an affair with her. Not to be... <laughs> Indelicate, but once you saw Camilla Parker Bowles, you're like, really? Well, here's the deal. If, if you do how, take the crown for whatever it's worth, the yeah. show. But apparently, he and Camilla had a an effect an affection for each other forever, way before he and Diana had yeah. ever had ever even met. Really, but she was so. married to somebody else. Yes. and he still was in love with her and was having an affair with her while she was married to the other guy. Yeah, and then and had an affair was... with her. When he was married to Princess Diana. And she was his babysitter. Uh, Diana was, was his marriage to Diana set up? Uh, a lot of people believe that there were manipulations well, like he, that. He needed to get married, Kathy. So he was uh, he was yeah. a bachelor, and so he couldn't be a bachelor any longer. So he was sort of forced into finding somebody to marry. She was much younger. Again, take the crown for what it's worth. It might be fictionalized a little Sounds bit. Sounds like the original Temptation Island, Steve, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, but in a way, Prince Harry, remember Prince Harry was having all these... Yeah. Uh, these relationships, and Prince Charles was kind of a playboy, and I'm sure it came down from the Queen herself saying, you need to ratchet that back, son. Yeah. 
Uh, Diana and Charles split in 1996, by the way. Brad Pitt is lending a helping hand to low-income families in Los Angeles in a housing project amid the pandemic. The 56-year-old star handed out boxes of food to crowds of people and drove a truck around the city to transport the goods. Uh, He was photographed wearing a face mask with jeans and a flannel. Uh, A witness told uh, the Daily Mail the Oscar winner was a hard worker. They said uh, Brad really did seem like a hero. The man did not stop all day. Just seeing him driving a big truck in South Central L.A. during COVID times was in itself amazing. He was completely committed. You can see it wasn't a case of him uh, turning up and showing his face. The source added that his heart uh, was in it, and it was just a hats-off moment. He He seems like a guy you could hang with. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, they said he was uh, grabbing more boxes than anyone. And uh, You're grabbing all the boxes, Brad. And then carrying probably six boxes at a time on a cart. Everyone, Brad keeps grabbing boxes. And it was uh, Brad Pitt like you've never seen him with his guard totally down laughing, joking, and chatting. In case it was after he crushed a cheesesteak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Twice. That was cool. Yeah, people yeah. forget when World War Z came out, yeah. he came here. and uh, It was he, pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He went to a couple of theaters. Um, he and got a cheesesteak from the Capitol Grill, by the way. It wasn't like a real... <laughs> well, he's a multimillionaire. I know, I know. But like, if you want to ingratiate yourself yeah. to the people of Delaware uh, Valley... Make sure meat in it. Yeah. Why, after all these years, do you guys still just fixate on that? Uh, what? He, he came to what, Philly. It was cool, yeah. I... I by the way, I was minding my own business. Ask Kathy. She's the one who brought it up. <laughs> I brought it up because it bothers Casey. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Nobody fixates on it. It was just funny that he, because we were at both showings, and he said yeah. the exact same yeah, thing at both showings. It has nothing to do like, with dude, him eating a cheesesteak or yeah, not. And then he, Kathy, do you know he flew to uh, Chicago, and then he's like, yo, guys, just I, crush a deep dish pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I rang the Liberty Bell, and I yeah. love Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, I, I, I hear you have a great uh, hall here. Yeah. Independence Hall. Yeah. And then he went down to Georgia. He's like, yeah, I just banged my sister. And then he went, you know. Wow. <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> I did. That was good, Case. Thank you. You're all right. right. Again, still minding my own business. I'm trying no, to No, you, now you're, you're past minding your own business. With no, that I am minding no. my own business. Keep, I'm working on royal blood right going. now. Keep going. Keep going. I have good news. I have good news. Uh, after a I lot, thought that was good news. After, no, this is good news. After a lot of back and forth, Warner Brothers has decided to release Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max and in movie theaters on the same day, Christmas. It's going to be a nice Christmas. Uh, it's going to be sensational. I'm yep. thrilled they're doing this, but Preston, it blew me away to learn that they're not doing the purviewing charge. It's going to be on up on HBO Max. Oh, so not like Milan. To watch. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah, that could be financially. You know, I, I don't know how the studio is okaying that. Wasn't your original perception that they were going to do as they've done with other movies? Yeah, charge you like thirty bucks for right it. for like a family to watch it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's going up straight. If you have the service, you watch. Do you think part of it is sort of the long game? It's like, all right, I'm going to get reinvested in Wonder Woman in DC, and then that's going to make me I subscribe do. to HBO Max, and I'll be around for Justice League next year. That kind of a thing. I do, I do. I think HBO. So th- there was a there was talk with the Bond film that they were talking with Netflix, and the uh, the price that was up that was being bandied about for the purchase of the movie was six hundred million dollars to sort of offset what they would lose in, in box office. 
But I don't know what they did with this deal. I'll be curious to hear the financials when they, or if they're ever released. Uh, so Ann Sarnoff, the chair and CEO of Warner Media Studios Networks Group, which includes Warner Brothers Pictures, said, as we navigate these unprecedented times, uh, we've had to be innovative in keeping our business moving forward while continuing to super serve our fans. Super! This <laughs> is an amazing film that really comes to life on the big screen and working with our partners in the exhibition community, we will provide that option to consumers in the U.S. when theaters, where theaters are open. We realize that a lot of consumers can't go back to the movies due to the pandemic, so we also want to give them the option to see Wonder Woman 1984 via our HBO Max platform. It looks so good, though. The trailer looks good. I'm very excited. I wonder what the... uh what what the usage will be like? What the drain on the system will be like? Yeah. on uh, Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. Because I I'll be watching. You, absolutely. Aquafina has boarded the Apple drama Swan Song, which stars Mahershala Ali and uh, Naomi Harris. Uh, plot uh, details are few and far between, but Apple is calling the movie a genre-bending drama set in the near future that explores how far someone will go and how much they'll sacrifice to make a happier life for the people they love. I like Aquafina. I, I do. In, um, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. And I did not see... I, I've only seen clips, and I probably should watch it. Uh, Ocean's 8 with all the, the ladies. She's in It's okay. It's okay? Yeah. yeah. All right. You know, it'd be better if it was men. No, no. Oh, my God, Steve. <laughs> I like the cast. I mean, I like everybody who's in it, but, uh, yeah, I'll have to see if it's worth it or not. I can't remember. Is Anne Hathaway in that? She is. Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Everybody but her. She right? plays yeah. Aquafina. I'm out. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Gray will retail, will, yeah, retail all, retail? Yeah, she'll. I think, no, I think it's supposed to be retain. It's supposed to will retain all earnings and resi- residuals from 1987's Dirty Dancing amid her split from Clark Gregg, Agent Coulson, right? Yes. Uh, according to court documents obtained by Us Weekly, the 60-year-old will also get 50% of Gregg's royalties from the Marvel films oh, like Avengers, oh, Captain America, and Iron Man. Oh, and the AB series Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They will split the expenses for their daughter, Stella, until she is 24. She's 18 years old right now. I like uh, I like her a lot, but yeah. I have to pal around with Clark Gregg. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jennifer. I'm calling Clark Gregg on this split. Yeah. <laughs> did we did we know about this divorce? We no. Have, no okay. I knew they were together. We, we have touched on it briefly okay. because when I brought it up initially, I'm like, those guys, are, they were married? <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't know. So. Oddly enough, Samuel Jackson was married uh, to Patrick Swayze for a while. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now that's a power couple. That is a power couple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Desperate Housewives star Marsha Cross. Haven't heard about her in a while. She went through 28 radiation treatments and two weeks of chemo to treat her anal cancer. And thanks to diligent research, she was prepared for what happened. She said, I will say that when I had my first chemo treatment, I thought it was going great. And then out of nowhere, I felt this sting in my lip. It was excruciating. And it was from chemo, she said. So I did learn. After uh, I did learn that uh, to be proactive and get ahead of things because I thought I don't need that rinse or these drugs or whatever. And then I found myself in the thick of it. I had gastric problems, mouth sores, all these terrible things that can happen with chemotherapy. She said it's certainly not fun. She's in remission. Okay, that's excellent. She's just kind of telling her tale of what it was like going through that. Listen, it can break different ways for different people. And and the good news is that they have now ways to mitigate the side effects of both chemo and radiation treatment. So, uh, but you yeah. know what? There's so many different ones that there, I guess there is. it depends on what you've got and how bad yeah. you've got it. So I want the one where you have to take brownies. Right. To get through. 
I was just reading. No, there is, though. Like, it, it, it's like a concoction. And yeah, I yeah. remember when my brother did chemo, he did a lot of research before he did it. And he actually told the doctors, he said, I don't want it, it was like a concoction, I think, of three different medicines. And he said, I don't want the third medicine. I want only the two. And it was the research he found was that it's not necessary and it's just added stress to the body. And it, that's what can cause well, more of the side effects and all of that. So the doctors agreed with him and they said, OK, and they only did the, the two well, concoctions. That's taking ownership. And Dr. Mike always says, you know, there, there used to be a Dad's slogan, uh, Cy Sims used to say, the best uh, customer is an educated customer. Yeah. And so, yeah, so do, do, your, do your research. I'm sure doctors love it when you go on WebMD and oh, they just diagnose your own stuff. They prefer you come in after being on Pornhub. <laughs> uh, Steve, this is for you and me. Francis Ford Coppola spent months working on the upcoming new cut of The Godfather Part 3. Okay, in a new video, the legendary director promised that the film's re-edit will give the picture a new life. Right. Paramount Pictures released the trailer and a uh, couple of featurettes for the upcoming Mario Puzo's Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, so I no, don't know. No, no. Uh, the film, which has been billed as screenwriter Mario Puzo's and Coppola's uh, original version for the finale, will premiere in theaters on December 4th. Okay. Uh, release on Blu-ray and digital on December 8th. I think both you and I live in a world where we, you know, one and two are the movies, and, yep. and that's just a fun little interesting thing to look at, number three. Agreed. You you, you really didn't need it. The, you did not need the it. The two were perfect. And God loves Sophia uh, Coppola, who's yeah. a great director, yeah, but yeah. Um, she was dead weight in that movie. And I, I love Andy Garcia, Andy Garcia, and uh, um, Joe Montana, yes. and the cast. Yeah, was great. Good. Yeah, but it just it just didn't work. But anyhow, in a musical term, a coda is sort of like an epilogue. Coppola said, "A summing up," and that's what we intended the movie to be. You'll see a film which has a different beginning and ending. Many scenes throughout have been repositioned, and the picture has been given, I think, a new life. So it might be worth a look. You know. Uh, yes, Kathy. No, you know, I um, just interviewed his winemaker. She, it's a, a woman uh, based in L.A., of course. Uh, I've interviewed her on my uh, my Sunday show that I do on Ben FM, and she talked a lot about him and how involved he is in everything. She said, like, the email chains are crazy, and he'll he'll respond to everything. He's got, like, his foot in, in everything. He, he gives, you know, his uh, the ideas that he wants to do, and they kind of have to, you know, make them come true. Well, and he, she said, he, she said he, like, everything he does, he is 100% involved. I don't doubt it because there's lots of stories. I'm sure you heard them, Preston. Like on the set of The Godfather, he loved to cook for the cast. Yeah. And he would, uh, you know, the wine selections and all that stuff, that's very near and dear to him. All right, one last story, and then we got to move along. Uh, Zendaya, which I found that that is how you pronounce it. Yes. I've heard her say it herself. So Zend back off. Zendaya. Uh, channeled supermodel uh, Danielle Luna on the cover of the 50th anniversary of Essence magazine. It's Luna. Uh, is it loan? No, no, it's L-U-N-A. So anyway, uh, anyhow, the issue honored black resilience. She said, I'm incredibly grateful because without the incredible iconic people who have graced the cover before me, I wouldn't be here standing on the shoulders of giants. To be able to do this cover at this time is really special to me. I also feel very excited that Essence allowed uh, Law, Roach, and me to be a part of the creative team and do something a little bit different. I had so much fun on this shoot, paying homage to uh, Danielle Luna, the first black supermodel. So she was happy to be a part of it. All right, we are, I think we're going to do clips that we're going to Oh, I, movies. I don't have any. I sent them to you.
All right, uh, Vanguard is an action film starring Jackie Chan and Yang Yang. Uh, the plot is members of a covert security company try to protect an accountant from the world's deadliest mercenary organization. Uh, there's no rating on this. It is an hour and 48 minutes long and has wide theater release and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a score of 24%. Uh, sec- Don't forget it. Second movie opening <laughs> is Jiu-Jitsu, Woo. a sci-fi action film. Uh, stars Nicolas Cage and our buddy Frank Grillo. I know, jiu-jitsu. The <laughs> plot is, every six years, an ancient order of jiu-jitsu fighters joins forces to battle a vicious race of alien invaders. All right. Yeah. Okay. We well, got a problem with that? Every six years, the jiu-jitsu crew gets together yeah. to fight the aliens. Okay. Hey, jiu-jitsu, I need you. But when a celebrated war hero goes down in defeat, the fate of the planet and mankind hangs in the Oh, my God, this sounds so dumb. Uh, it's, that's, it sounds very And stupid. I love Frank Grillo. I do, too. Uh, it's rated R. The running time is an hour and 42 minutes long. It's in theaters and streaming. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a better score than the other movie at 40%. That, better than that Vanguard. Movie starred, better than Jackie Chan. Yeah. There. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we're ready for clips. Yeah. I think these are Mr. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, 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 oh. I got it. Sorry, Case. That's all right. Uh, the characters of ABC's A Million Little Things are facing several new hurdles this season. In this clip, star Romani Malco. Romani. Oh, Romani. Romani Malco. Romani? Yeah, you know him from... I'm sorry. Forty-year-old virgin and uh, baby mama. He's the uh, the black guy who does Why the... Why tell me you goat, man? Oh, yeah, he played uh, he played MC Hammer in the the yeah. VH1 story. Yes. He's great. He's very very funny. Comments on season three's tragedy. I don't watch the show, so I didn't know. Yeah. Here's the clip. Hit it, please. It's like very reminiscent of episode one, season one coming together because we had lost John, and here we are at the top of season three coming together for what seems to be the exact same thing. It could potentially derail us. We're already dealing with the loss of a child, and uh, the potential loss of a friend could have a very negative effect. Yeah. A Million Little Things is on ABC Thursdays at 10 o'clock. Here's the next clip. As craziness continues to unravel for Duchess Margaret and uh, Montero, mer- more turmoil, more turmoil. More turmoil? Yeah, it's hard to say. More turmoil, those two words together, uh, begins to transpire when another lookalike comes into the fold in the new Netflix original film, The Princess Switch Switched Again. In this clip, star Vanessa Hudgens describes what it was like playing three characters. Here we go. I pride myself on being a professional and coming to set with my lines memorized. But after a 13-hour day and playing different characters all day, my brain would just be so zapped. I was very grateful for our line producer. I was so supported, and I'm just so excited for the world to see this movie and hopefully enjoy a little escape. Uh, the Princess Switch Switched Again is available to watch on Netflix now. And there you go. That's what I have in our entertainment report. Uh, are we going to talk to somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're ready to go, man. You know what? I, I talked about maybe later on doing the uh, drop quiz. We'll see if we can make that happen or not between Pituation and Bill Weston if he, if he makes it down here. Uh, and that's part of the Camp Out for Hunger games that we do. And it is uh, brought to you by the Campbell's Chunky Soup Can Drop Ride that we have from Skelly's Amusements. Yes. And we just happen to have the manager, the brand manager of Chunky. 
What? On the line right now. No. That is correct. Yes, he is uh, with Campbell Soup Company, of course, which is right across the river. Man. Outstanding facility. Well, Steve and I have been there on a few occasions. It's awesome. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, so we would like to welcome Peter Harrington. Yeah. Hey, Pete, how you doing? Hey, you guys. I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Wonderful. Nice to see you this morning. You too. You and, too. Uh, we, first of all, we want to thank you for your uh, continued support of the Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, this relationship formed uh, several years ago. And as we reiterate many times, we have the rare uh, right to use the actual Campbell soup can as a uh, promotion for the uh, the Camp Out for Hunger. So uh, we always like to thank you guys for that. Uh, and, and also, we mentioned... Those facilities, you guys work in such a cool place. How long ago was that built? Because it hasn't been around way too long. Yeah, so I, I think the building obviously has been around for a while. You know, we've been it has? Okay. for yeah for years now. But the you know recently you know totally redid all the uh, you know the the inside. Great new cafeteria, great new facility. It's it's pretty sweet by within the, the last. No, it is cool. We like visiting there. Yeah, yeah. there's there's, there's yeah. like a store with all the uh, all the products or a good portion of the products that are available there for everybody. And we went in. It's oh my god! Nice. Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah, the store. Yes, it's really cool. They had Tim Tams. Yeah, they did. They yes, had all they kinds did. of stuff we didn't know you guys had. What, what are what are some of the brands we might be surprised uh, that uh, that Campbell's is uh, uh, an owner of? Yeah, so you're familiar with a lot of our soup brands, yep. right? Um, we also have Prego pasta sauce. Uh, V8 beverages, and then we have our whole snacks division, right? So Cape Cod chips, goldfish, uh, those pretzel factory, pretzel thins, Milano cookies. Milano! Uh, oh, I love yeah, so pe- yeah. the whole Pepperidge Farm umbrella? Yeah, the whole Pepperidge Farm umbrella. Yep. Okay. Slater's Lance. Yep. Yeah. It's even bigger than you think. Yes. Like that. Well, <laughs> so then Campbell's, Pepperidge Farm goldfish, as well as the Nantucket cookies are a staple in my house all the time. Absolutely, yeah. Those are uh, those are good, especially when we're in the office. It's a nice thing to <laughs> yeah, sneak how, down how, in the afternoon to go snag some of those. How are you guys not all fifteen hundred pounds? <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's right. On, it's like on tap right there all the time. One of my favorite I years know. around Christmas, we did the um, the feast of the seven fishes, but instead of fish, yeah, we got seven different flavors of goldfish <laughs> <laughs> crackers and yeah. put them out in bowls because they make tons of difference, like parmesan and yeah. pretzel and nacho oh, yeah. and all these. And we Pizza. Had, yeah, we had yeah. all of those, and that was our feast of seven fishes if you're not in the seafood that's a way to do it just go get your, <laughs> get your fish. Yeah. all right um uh, so peter i believe you are here to present uh, a donation and anything else you may want to share about campbell's the brand what you guys are up to feel free please yeah absolutely um yeah so we're excited to be here on behalf of campbell's to announce we'll be no- donating one hundred thousand pounds of food A hundred thousand pounds. A hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, helping uh, families across the uh, across the area. Um, you know, you, you mentioned before we've been uh, working with you guys for you know a long time now. But I think this this year. <laughs> Are you you're looking at me? I'm just pointing at 100,000 pounds. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were telling me to hold on. No, no, you keep going, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, usually, obviously, everything you guys do is um, an amazing contribution to our community. But obviously, this year in particular, uh, it takes on that much more importance. And, you know, for real, good on you guys for everything you've been doing. This is, uh, we're thrilled to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, congratulations. Listen. On for us, it means everything. And President and I were talking. We were out at the event. There was, uh, I think, it was a, a, a post-holiday 
uh, thing that we've done out with you guys, and it was run so well, and the food, of course, is great. But uh, that, this association is something we adore because it's such an obvious one. Campbell's uh, feeds yeah. so many people, and you guys have stepped up to feed so many people. Uh, you know, you, you can see where your heart is, and uh, the way you uh, reach out to the community means everything. So we want this to go forever. We're saying that right now. <laughs> yep. And, uh, again, thank you so much. No, thank you guys. We're thrilled to partner with you and, and, and uh, proud to be, you know, a part of this, this great initiative. So, you know, thanks again for the opportunity. Congratulations. And uh, hopefully you guys get some sleep this week. Thank you. And we'll remind people that uh, Chunky Soup is soup that eats like a meal. You could use a fork. Make sure you use a spoon so you get every drop. There you go. Yeah. Make sure to get that out there. Yes. All right. Thank you, Pete. Take care. Pete. Yeah. All right. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Have a good one. Somebody texted yeah. in and said uh, Bill Weston is actually trembling right now. <laughs> is the he? idea of all that Seriously. soup. Uh, although he may come around for 100,000 pounds, he might actually yeah. become a soup fan someday because of that. We'll see. All right. We need to take a break because our guests are starting to roll in. We're going to talk to Royal Blood lead man, Mr. Mike Kerr. Great band. We'll spend some time with him. We have some other guests uh, joining us throughout the course of the program. Our last day of the Camp Out for Hunger. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. COVID may have prevented Camp Out for Hunger's studio audience, but you can still feel like you're there at WMMR.com. Visit for daily picks, vids, our live stream, and more. We are going to do an interview via Zoom, which has worked out wonderful this year uh, since we can't have guests in the studio with us here and a big uh, studio audience, any of that stuff. Uh, but we're excited because this gentleman and his partner, as a duo, their band made their American Radio Live Performance debut in our studio, and we're going to hang on to that forever. Uh, yes! Because yeah. it's a really cool thing. We would like to welcome from Royal Blood, Mr. Mike Kern. Yeah. Good morning, Mike. How what you doing? What's up? Hey, nice I'm to see you. How are you? We're doing great, man. It's nice to see you. Uh, can we, is it okay if we keep saying that every time we play music from your band? You made your American radio live performance debut in our studio. Absolutely. Outstanding. Of course. The truth goes a long way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I remember it clearly because for th that particular morning, I forgot why, but we had a woman with a like a boa constrictor, and Ben, your partner, uh, wanted a picture with the snake wrapped around him. I don't know if you recall that or not. Very. I remember that very, very clearly. Um, <laughs> I have... I'm, uh, I have a fear of um, snakes. Oh, um, cool. Um, much... Well, so does Indiana Jones, so I don't feel that late. And he's pretty cool, so that's not bad. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Mike, we played Troubles Coming, and this was supposed to be a part of, I believe, a full album. Am I correct in that information? It is. It's the yeah. It's the entry point to our new record. Okay, but that kind of got put on hold, like a lot of musicians. Uh, you know, plans to be in the studio and mainly touring uh, uh, got scrapped uh, because of COVID. But uh, recording has been an issue as well. Recording was an issue. Yeah, we were halfway through making our record and we had to stop because the UK went into their first lockdown. So we um, we decided to, to leave the studio. But you know what? As a result, it worked out really well for us because we ended up writing some extra songs for the album which are by far my favorite. So, oh. um, That's great. I, wasn't, I can't complain. I was just reading an article this morning, uh, Lars Ulrich from uh, Metallica. They, they've been trying to 
write and record uh, under the restrictions, and they're doing it remotely. Uh, one's in Oahu, and one's in California, and one is somewhere else across the country. And so they're trying to do this this online version of writing and recording songs. And he was saying that it's it's almost impossible to do. There's something about uh, being together in person, working through uh, you know changes and and rhythms and things like that. I guess. While we, like us now, we can have this conversation across uh, the oceans, uh, the, there's, there's enough of a, of a delay in timing to where writing music together is, it just doesn't sync up properly. Is that what you've, have you guys tried to do that or did we even mess with it? Luckily, we haven't had to attempt to do that, but I understand completely what he's talking about because particularly with rock and roll music, you know, you need to be, you need to be able to smell each other, you know? You need to be, you need to be up in each other's grill. And I think um, that's something that you can't emulate and that's something that you can't... Technology will never be able to kind of um, fake successfully and, enough. And you have uh, certainly the fact that it's just the two of you, uh, you know, I think that amplifies the need to be in proximity and to get that more visceral uh, reaction to mm-hmm. each other because you're both handling so much of the sound of the band. Uh, so that's that's that, that yeah. makes anything I, else. I need Ben in my constant eyeline when we're playing as well. You know, we're yeah. both in each other's per- peripheral vision. And it's, um, yeah, it's a hugely, um, it's all about the chemistry. It's hard to kind of have chemistry staring into a laptop or down a phone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, when you and yeah. Ben, when you and Ben got together, I know that um, you were working with somebody else prior to to you and Ben hooking up and, and creating Royal Blood. Um, was there ever a discussion about having another instrument in the band? And you know, for those of you who don't know, Royal Blood, it's two guys. It's it's you on uh, on bass and and Ben on drums. Was there at, and I mean, listening to it, it doesn't doesn't need another sound like your bass does two things at the same time it plays guitar and it gives you bass at the same time so but was there ever a discussion about adding a third or fourth member you know it's funny it it was actually the other way around it started where i when i first began playing bass in other bands um there was a there was a moment where a guitarist didn't show up and no, that's yeah. when I started plugging in more amplifiers in order to kind of make more noise. And by the time it got to the point where I started Royal Blood and I was playing with Ben, we, yeah, kind of like what you're saying, really, we didn't feel the need for any, there wasn't, there wasn't any space left. It, it, it's it's got to be weird because I, I, do people come to you and assume that the two guys thing is just, hey, this is going to be our thing, when it actually seems to be more just a product of, Okay, we, we can we can cover this and we can do this isn't this the sound we want, but it wasn't like a conscious effort to say, We'll be the two guy band. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, it's also worth mentioning that that isn't a unique concept, you know. There's been some of our favorite bands are made up of two two just two people. Um, it was more uh, we were kind of more um, we found that it made us more creative. And you'll, you'll hear other two-piece bands share the same story, really, is that by having less, you're forced to do more. Is there a and dating that's, that's... Is there a dating site for members of two-piece bands? <laughs> because... Yeah, there is. <laughs> two-piece band match. Yeah, two-piece we're, band we're match. All, <laughs> we're all single. <laughs> uh-uh. Nice. And, and does that, you know, and, and here we are, you know, Mike, we've already... 
had similar conversations uh, about this with you before. Um, it, it's got to come up in every single interview that you do. Uh, Two-piece band, um, how do you get the sounds out of your uh, equipment and so on? Uh, are you are you tired of answering those questions? No, not at all. Not at all, because um, I'm still trying to work out how I did it. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're all on this journey together. You know, it's funny, though, because obviously... You can do anything when you're putting an album together or putting a song together. You can layer it and do all that stuff. Um, you know, and, but you, you guys always have to keep a mind of, all right, how will this pour it onto stage and how will we execute this live, R- right? So you, did yeah. you, do you ever find something Definitely. getting away from you where you say, okay, uh, no, this is a little, we, we won't be able to handle this? I find that um, using kind of what you're saying, using the live show as a... As a cutoff point as to how much we add right i think is a really help like another really healthy limitation that we have um on this on these on these new songs like when trouble's coming for example there's extra string layers and stuff and there was a point where we thought oh well, how are we going to do this because again a lot of people don't know this we don't play to any track or we don't we don't even have a click in our ears you know we, that's we, wild oh, good for you everything everything is live and Ben is playing these string parts himself on these. Um, he has these pads that trigger off a string part. Mm-hmm. Um, he has three or four of them, and one on his foot. So he's playing drums and he's playing these string parts at the same time. Oh Jesus, that's great. That's. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge. Crazy. I'm a huge fan of of the band Rush, and there was a there was a three member band that that pulled off a huge sound by doing similar things by playing foot pedals, by playing uh, multiple triggers, and and sometimes uh, you know arpeggio generators and things like that, which is can yeah, fill I love out, stuff like that. Yeah, it can fill out that. You know, sound. There's, a, there's a great band. There's a great band called DZ Death Race from Australia, and I never forget. They were the first man I saw where they were a two-piece, and the drummer would also do the light show with his left foot. <laughs> no. That's awesome. What? What are they called again? It was again? amazing. What's, what's the band name? Death Race. Wow. Death They're Death amazing. Race. All right, so the They're only awesome. thing left to do is be playing live, just the two of you, and one of you manage T-shirt sales in the lobby <laughs> at the same time. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Just then on you the got... phone making cutting deals. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, Mike, on, on a personal note, what have you been doing other than uh, writing music to, uh, to fill the extra time that um, you know, COVID has uh, thrust upon us in the world? You know, I've really um, got into sea swimming, and um, the, the ocean in England is is very, very cold. Yes. So it's been kind of um, I've been following people like Wim Hof. I'm sure you've heard of him at this stage. Oh yeah, big fan. He's um, wait, yeah. Is, so um, is, he's I've the guy that, that can withstand in... really cold temperatures for a long time, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I've been running. I've been running kind of lots of half marathons and doing these cold water submersions. Wow, which has been absolutely wild. Um, I, it's I, becoming a lot more popular now. But I, I uh, couldn't recommend it enough. I have I have a friend who follows him, and when we get snow, he will go out in shorts and no shirt and go running in that because he follows the the, the Winhoff mentality, I, uh, the mind over matter thing. I don't get it. Do you? Do you wear wetsuits at all when you go swimming, or you just go, wow, no? No, no wetsuit. So yeah. what, what's, what's, it, what's the median temperature? Because, like, for example, here on the, west co- on the west coast of the United States, the water flows down from the north, and it's, uh, it's perpetually freezing. What's the average temperature about now uh, in the ocean where you are? The English, so we're at the English Channel, so it depends, really. In um, Degrees Celsius is you know sort of ten degrees I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it get but around in a couple of months time it will drop maybe to about 
five or six. Do you do, do the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the freezing uh, therapy where you go into the tube and you... Uh, what, cryotherapy. Cry- cryotherapy? Yeah, you know what? I did one of them on tour not long ago, well, about a year ago, that was, um, which was also great. <laughs> I did it. I, I would not see, qualify the, that as great. Yeah. I think I, I think it was awesome. You see, I've had to stop um, drinking and taking drugs, so this is all I have left. Oh, there you go. There you see, go. I, when I stopped drinking and taking drugs, I found ice cream, Mike, and, yeah. and cigarettes, and and this so he's that doing healthy. He's got coffee. That I've cryo- got coffee as well. Which my last vice, which even even this is becoming somewhat of a problem. So. Uh, <laughs> Kathy, what were you That cryotherapy, say? though, like afterwards, I felt great, but but it's so hard to actually get there and do it because it sucks so bad. Yeah, it's slightly it's a slightly strange experience. Well, having some like you feel like you go back to go back in time or something. Yeah, like this is a really random question, but have you seen my octopus teacher on Netflix? No, everyone keeps sending me to watch this. I'm well, in the middle of the crown. Yeah, well, it's um, yeah. nothing like the crown. They're the it's same thing. Very <laughs> different. Um, <laughs> no, I've heard this about, but um. no, but it, it would it would speak to you and uh, and and Wim Hof's approach to um, swimming in cold water and and just sort of the Zen nature that can take over when you train your body to be able to do something like that. So uh, this weekend, check it out if you get a chance. Okay, I will do. I will do. Well, let me ask you because um, you're definitely um, thinner. Uh, than the last time I, that I yep. saw you, and so without all that, um, I don't want to say all that because it's not like you were fat. But um, <laughs> without the body, <laughs> without the body fat, how does your body um, sustain? And, yeah, without and, that and blubber, all that uh, you know, an extra layer of fat <laughs> in the winter. Without that ungodly yeah, bulk, you were just last time we saw you, <laughs> like a bear going into hibernation, Mike. Well. I think I've made it harder for myself because I think, you know, you find a lot of these sea swimmers, you know, they have a little bit of extra puppy fat on them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so with the, with the, uh, the uh, sort of fascination with extreme stuff, is there anything else you're eyeing in your uh, bucket list of uh, physical challenges? Um, we have to do like, like, this is, it's all very, it's all very new for me. Experiences, you know? All right, so, yeah. um, but I, my new thing is boxing. That's why. Well, I said you. Yeah, I'm doing about a year. I'm into the I'm into boxing now. Boxing. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah I just I decided I decided a year ago I wanted to become a lot harder to kill. Okay. Uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> good call. It's a good call. Yeah. Wow. I thought I was too easy to kill a year ago. Yeah, you have so, to assess your killability level I'm, and uh, work with I'm that. I'm still I'm still fairly easy to kill, but I'm a little bit harder. <laughs> Good to know. To You're kill. not going down without a fight, though, Mike. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Circling back to uh, uh, the music with uh, with the way things are, do you guys have any projected time frame for when we might get a full uh, Royal Blood album, or is it just wait and see, or do you have some dates in mind? We're um, we're looking at uh, to put the whole record out in spring, which okay. is really exciting. Because um, you know it's been a while for us. We've been away for a bit, and um, obviously with what's going on, it's delayed it even further. But um, you know we we've made the best record we've ever made, so oh, we just, oh, we're so excited. That's um, awesome. We're sitting around listening. I'm sitting around listening to it. I just want to put it out. Man. Yeah. Like, well, if if trouble coming, if trouble coming is any indication on how the album's going to come, uh, going to sound, I'm excited, and I wanted to say congratulations to you uh, and Ben for for landing that single on NHL 21 and FIFA 21 soundtracks. That's awesome. That's cool. Thanks, man. Thank you.
Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Mike, we appreciate the time, uh, and it's great to catch up with you, and hopefully we'll be seeing you and Ben in the States, in person, in Philadelphia. Um, who knows? Sometime next year. Yeah. Be great. I'd love to be there. Nice Excellent. one, guys. Thank you. Have a great week, and we'll see you later. Mike Kerr, guys. Yeah! Basis Royal Blood, super nice guy. The band is excellent. It's great songwriting. It's great performing. It's uh, good stuff all the way around. And he's getting harder and harder to kill. So yes, remember that. Case. So if you're planning to, if that was your plan, yeah. press. Uh, Chuck D'Amico sent me a text saying uh, that when he was the drummer in his band, he also had to control the fog machine as well during. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. Sometimes you got to multitask. Hey, before we uh, welcome our next guest, I want to. Uh, I want to. Give a plug for our friend uh, Brian Miller, of course, photography. Brian has been taking amazing photos, and I want you to check out his Twitter account and follow. Yesterday, as the sun was going down, the sun was setting, he he grabbed his camera. He's like, everybody, outside, right now. we yes. got to get pictures. And he created some absolutely incredible photos. It was gorgeous. Photos. They look fake, uh, but they're real. And, and he's, like, he's like grabbing people to hold uh, flashes and make sure that we get the right uh, right angles and so forth. Brian, what is your, what is your Twitter account handle? Uh, Marissa, if you could maybe write it down or you can get on the mic or whatever you like. Or just do semaphore. I just brought this up. I, they weren't ready for it. So. Sorry okay. about that. Uh, at Chorus Photog, C-H-O-R-U-S Photog. At Chorus Photog. Yeah, P-H-O-T-O-G. All right. Uh, make sure you check out and follow his Twitter account because he's always posting brilliant photographs and uh, and hire this man because we, we do uh, we do our family photos with him and uh, obviously we do our station photos with him and uh, he comes out here and covers all the events for us. He does your erotic stuff too. Yeah. On your OnlyFans page. Yeah. Yeah. And someday else, I'm not quite ready to start promoting no, that yet, no. but I'll, I'll get that address out down the road. <laughs> Some very personal stuff, but I'm ready to go public with it in the very near future. <laughs> but Chorus uh, Photog. On Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter, and you'll be able to see the uh, the pictures on there as well. Marissa is writing down a note. Is that for me or Casey or what? Or should I just welcome our next guest? It says you're cute. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know what that means. All right, so. We are going to welcome to our tent in person. We're excited because we, on Friday, get these great donations, these great corporate donations. Uh, we partner with these guys. We would be lost without them here at the Camp Out for Hunger with all the communication. All these Zoom things everything, we're doing, everything, everything is because of Xfinity Comcast. We would like to welcome the Vice President of Public Relations and Internal Communications, uh, Jennifer Bellades. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? We're doing great, man. We're, we've been having a good time here. You know, yeah. it's you know, it's a different animal. You've yeah. seen what the regular thing is like. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was important for us to make this happen in any way that we could. And uh, even if it means the majority of what we're going to get is from off-site, we still wanted to be on-site uh, to have a slight feel of normalcy. Yeah. So, you know, but it's been going great. I'm so glad you did it. You know, when it, when all of this happened, I was wondering. I was like, what's going to happen to Camp Out this year? And when I yeah. heard you were still doing it, I was so excited because, like you said, it's not the way you want it to be, but it's so important that you still do it. And yeah, we, we just didn't want it to fall into the heap of, oh, well, there's another one that we're not doing. Exactly. Right. And, uh, and, we, and, and honestly, you had 
two polar opposite situations. Well, do we do it? And this is the greatest need ever for yeah. it. So we, we knew we had to do something. Yeah. All right. That's and then, so awesome. This little note that Marissa handed to me says, uh, Jen has a surprise, uh, someone to introduce us to. <laughs> oh, okay. And I will get to that. Time. I can't see because <laughs> I know. There is, there's condensation on the, on the windows and the sun. is. So I can't even see your face from here. So please. Who? I will. Yes. Well, this is Juan Perez. He is a director of technical operations, and he's also a co-lead of our unique Employee Resource Group. And oh, cool. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Doman. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. My Excellent. pleasure. All right. So, uh, are we here for donations? What do you guys want to talk about? What yeah. Do you want to to? Yes. So, before let me bury the lead a little bit. Before sure. I get to the headline, I am so proud of the donation we have to announce today. But before I get to that, I just want to say, just like you guys, our world turned upside down, and it was so different. So, when it came time to be thinking about collecting for Camp Out for Hunger, we were like, wow, how are we going to do it? Because we don't have employees coming to offices like we used to. So, you know, we had call centers full of more than a thousand people that aren't in the offices anymore. Within two weeks of this happening, we sent them home and it was a huge undertaking. Huh. We had to, you know, it's not just like taking your laptop home for our call center reps. They needed, yep. you know, desktops and dual monitors and special phone systems. But within two weeks, we had them home. And our technical operations also had to change so much. They used to come into tech centers together and have meetings together, you know, for their safety and welfare and for our customer safety and welfare. They don't do that anymore. They don't get together at all. So it was completely different. But our company stepped in big time. And I really want to thank Bill Strahan. He's our executive vice president of human resources and Delilah Wilson Scott. She's our new diversity uh, and inclusion officer, chief diversity and inclusion officer, and also president of the Comcast Foundation. So they set up a system for us to collect virtually. So, you know, collect donations online, and they set up a matching donation. So uh, really stepped up because this is a crazy time of need. So... I will, you know, get out that headline. So total donation this year is more than 490,000 pounds. Whoa! <laughs> 490,000 pounds in, in, in these conditions? In That's stellar. Wow. We are so, so excited. And, you know, it's in large part due to people like Juan. And so that's Absolutely. why I have Juan here with me today. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. Uh, it's really a pleasure for us. Uh, I want to uh, give a big shout-out to all of our employees in our region, our technicians, our care teams, all of the employees that really came together to help drive this uh, engagement. Um, Unidos is one of our employee resource groups, and, and I want to give another big shout-out to uh, all of our employee resource group who really came together to drive the engagement because it was a challenge. It was different, yeah. uh, but all the employees stepped up big time as they usually do, our technicians, care teams, and our uh, uh, corporate sponsors who also donated this did, year. Did so. you find, as we found as we were putting this together, that um, you know, you'd ask and you think, okay, well, now we're going to get the, uh, the pause and the kind of hand-wringing. And, and, and what you really got was, yes, immediately. People just immediately responded in the positive. There was no hesitation from any of our employees. Yeah, no. that's so cool. And the, what you guys were able to do and the way you pivoted, obviously, we talk about, say, the pandemic and, you know, uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, night, what was it, 1907, whatever it was. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> they didn't have Xfinity. They didn't have. Uh, yeah, that's right. I yeah. mean, the fact. I mean, think they had to read books. 
No, no. Uh, uh, but uh, but the, the thing is, is that technology-wise, what you've been able to do and turn things around, you guys helped out greatly with the uh, the Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Marcus Allen thing. You were able to kind of turn on a dime and provide them a, a, a way to get their charity word out. You guys have been working uh, tirelessly to support in, in ways to sort of bridge gaps for people and keep that communication going, keep some jobs intact and everything. So so where, where does everything stand right now? Um, you know, are, are people... Well, I know we're shutting down again a little bit, but, you know, are, are, is most everyone, you know, back to work? Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we Yes, we've been keeping going, and it was so important to our customers that we did. I mean, imagine go, getting through this pandemic, just even this show, without the services that we provide, right. which I just have to give a shout-out to Comcast Business because this was the seventh year in a row that they've provided the complimentary services for this to happen. Um, so, you know, all the streaming and Zooming that you're doing is thanks to them and, and their backbone. But, yeah, we haven't missed a beat. Excellent. Yeah, there's a lot that we rely on uh, to happen through your services here at Camp Out. So thank you guys so much for that. And Our pleasure. Amazing donation, four hundred ninety thousand. That's unbelievable. That yes, is, that's incredible. <laughs> you guys are the best. Thank you, Jennifer. Juan, great to see you this morning. Let's hear it for him one yeah. more time. Yeah. Xfinity, Comcast. Wow, that's impressive. Yes, I'm, I'm humbled. And normally we would have throngs of people yelling and screaming and confetti flying <laughs> and all that good stuff. But no, we got this, though, Preston. Ah! Yes, we yeah. do. We can always fall back on Michael. Michael Jackson. All right, let's take a break. Let's take a break. And and come back in a moment. And we have more stuff to get to. The B-File and more guests on the way when we return on MMR. If you've never sat in on a Camp Out for Hunger broadcast... Well, this is probably not the year, but you can still help out. Donate at your local Acme Market checkout or WMMR.com. All right. uh, Thank you very much, uh, Kath. And uh, we're going to go now via live uh, satellite link up, Steve. Yes. Uh, We're going to yell across the park. (laughs) We're going outside. Oh, we are? Yeah. Casey, what's up? Yeah, so I don't want to talk right into the microphone because uh, we've got uh, James and Bradley here, and I'll let those guys talk into the mic. But we can hear you, so if you wanted to ask James and his younger brother Bradley about their efforts for Camp Out for Hunger, we can do that. Sure, I guess so. Hi, James. How you doing, man? Good. Excellent. Where are you from, buddy? I'm from Swarthmore, Pennsylvania. Oh, Uh, yeah? What county is that? (laughs) uh, That's in Delaware. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We say Delco, okay? And then who's this guy right here? Uh, that's my younger brother, Bradley. Hi, Bradley. How you doing, bud? Good. Excellent. Press, uh, did you how, have any questions? How old is Bradley? Bradley, how old are you? Six. Six. Look at these guys. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> these guys are, these are, they're that young and that generous. That's amazing. And James, how old are you? I'm nine years old. Tell everybody listening what you did. So, um, I had a camp out in my driveway um, and, and, and so did this start, you came to the camp out, what, last year? And yes. you said, I want to do that myself. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right, so, so, I mean, explain what you did. So explain what you did, uh, you know, when you say you had a camp out in your driveway. What yeah. did you do? So I put, like, the fireplace out in my driveway, and then a bunch of people came and donated a lot of food and stuff. We had to take almost everything out of our back room and put it in the shed so that we would have um, room for the food. Wow. And um, we, after the camp out, we put 
um, like a blue bin right outside our house so that people could come by and drop off donations like after the donations. talking than I am. <laughs> he can actually get from point A to point B better than I can. Oh, if he knows how to produce morning radio. Oh yes. my God. Can you produce morning radio? <laughs> I guess I could. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not hard. Whatever you're doing looks pretty easy. He already put easy. together his own camp out. Of course he can. <laughs> Seriously. Oh he organized God. the camp out. Yeah. That's amazing. That's uh, that's great work, James. I appreciate it. Who are your mom and dad, by the way? What are their names? Uh, My mom's name is Jennifer. My dad's name is Brian. And what, what, what's your last name? Because I don't know that. Emerson. I want to thank the Emerson family. Uh, for, you know, encouraging James. Was, I'm sure it was his idea, and they, they obviously you know, supported that and made that whole thing happen. That's pretty damn cool. And Preston, that's always been something that we've loved here is to see, and a lot of parents have done it over the years, is break kids down and have them get engaged. Here's a perfect example of a, of a young man, too, who, who took it upon themselves to, yeah. uh, to uh, do something uh, to help benefit people. That's amazing. James, how many, how many cars in your caravan that came down here to deliver the food? Oh, uh, we have five cars. Oh, that's excellent. Five cars. Five cars. Oh, Everyone hot the horns. Yeah. Oh, He's the best awesome. thing to come out of Delaware County. Yeah. <laughs> Honest to God. Uh, and I was going to ask you a question, but of course I don't know what I was going to ask. Uh, do you, do you, are you aware of how much food you guys raised? Yes, we have over 1,800 pounds. Wow. Wow, wow that's 1,800 pounds, first and, camp out. <laughs> and? And we have $1,255. Wow. wow. Look at this kid. Look at the kid over here. With that kid. That, uh, listen, that's going to that's gonna feed a ton of people this evening. I hope you have whatever holiday you celebrate we're coming up on. I hope you guys have fantastic ones because you deserve it for your generosity. Thank you. All right. Nice job, James Bradley, the whole Emerson family. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. Wow. Yeah. And the neighbors awesome. as well. That's really cool. Talk about it. I used to steal from UNICEF, and here's this kid. I know. Doing the legit yeah. thing. How about that? And and uh, and a future uh, producer of the President's yes. Show. <laughs> future mayor. Quite possibly. All right. With that, we already did traffic. Oh, you know what? I would like to uh, real quick mention this since we're uh, – you know what? And I – First, I want to thank a friend. A friend of mine wants a shout-out. His name is uh, John Hedrick. Sure. And he wanted to send a shout-out to the guys at SEMA and Justine at Just Be Real Fitness. They gathered together, and in the last just three or four days, uh, they brought in. This was late last night, 300 pounds and $150. He's a friend of mine wants to send a shout-out to those guys. So thank you, John <laughs> and family, the Hedrick crew, for, for doing that. Uh, also, part of the uh, Bimbo Bakers USA broadcast tent sponsorship includes a donation each day from one of their brands and today it's 500 loaves of Stroman whole wheat bread and Stroman Philly's favorite bread since 1927. Keep in mind that we haven't been collecting non-perishable items at Camp Out, but when bulk donations are arranged ahead of time uh, with Phil Abundance, they distribute them immediately at their nine fresh for all free farmer market, farmer's markets across the region. So thank you. I know there's lots of F. So thank you to uh, Bimbo Bakeries once again for all their support. All right. We doing, um, we doing the Bizarre File? Yeah. All right, here we go, here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. <laughs> All right, this morning is brought to you by Robbins Diamonds and Tax-Free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases. And absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. And Robbins Delaware Diamonds is what we're talking about. 
All right. Uh, violence. Wait, where the hell are my glasses? I realized I took them off for that TV interview. Hang on. Ah, I got them there in my pocket. Maybe if you'd had your glasses on, you would have known that your mask was upside down. <laughs> I might have done that. All right. Uh, violence is never the answer, no matter how cool medieval weapons might look. A man from Pennsylvania is facing assault charges for allegedly attacking an acquaintance with a spiked mace. A mace! After the man made comments of a sexual nature to his wife. Police say 38-year-old James Gleason used the weapon to smash up the man's car after he... You have dishonored my maiden! <laughs> after he threatened to sexually assault the woman. But investigators say the man did not attempt to or threaten to sexually assault the woman. He simply told Gleason's wife she was special and he was waiting for someone like her in his own life. And that Gleason took that comment out of context... <laughs> Believing that he wanted to hurt, Gle hurt Gleason's wife. That's it's kind of a, a nice compliment. Uh, yes, but he decided it was mace-worthy. I think I need to murder you with a mace. And he just has a mace on him? Yeah. I don't well, know a lot of happened. cars have mace dispensers. Oh. Uh, yeah. A mace rack in the yeah. back window. Uh, Gleason has been charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, among other things. Police said that they arrested a half-dressed man for humping trees, <laughs> screaming, eating branches, and assaulting officers. All right, half-dressed vertically or horizontally? Doesn't say. Okay. John Edward Fignar was charged with second-degree criminal trespass, second-degree breach of peace, interfering with an officer, and assault on a public safety officer. Police said that they were sent to a backyard around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. When they arrived, they said Fignar ran into a nearby house, which caused its residents to flee in fear. I am Fignar! Fignar eventually came out of uh, came out and was taken into custody. While in custody, however, he spat and assaulted officers. So, did you just spat? The suspect was evaluated at a hospital, and then he was held on twenty five thousand dollars bond. You know, this is always a reminder of how many lunatics there are out there. Yeah. Hey, listen to this. This is a really scary tale here. So, a woman wrongly placed in a guardianship and put into an assisted living facility against her will created a secret Facebook page that she used to contact an attorney and obtain her freedom. Wow. She said it was a prison. It was a jail. This is Jan Garwood, who said of her experience in the memory care unit of a Seminole County assisted living facility for three years she was there. Garwood's state, had a, uh, her state-appointed guardian was Rebecca Farrell, who was arrested following a series of investigative reports. Farrell is accused of filing do-not-resuscitate orders without permission of her wards, leading to at least one death. She's charged with aggravated abuse and neglect related to the death. So here's how this played out. Court records show in 2017, Farrell was appointed guardian over an alleged incapacitated person. Garwood believes a relative tied to her family's lucrative trust asked uh. the court to rule her mentally incapable of handling her financial and medical decisions. To try to, hang on a second. This is really lengthy. To try to get her out, Garwood's son smuggled a cell phone into the facility to her. She set up a Facebook page under her married name, Jan Sozadar, and posted on the page of a woman who fights guardianship. She said, uh, I said, please, if anybody is reading this, please help me. I've been kidnapped and forced into a locked facility. Uh, Hillary Hogue works for Center for Estate Admission Reform, saw the message. Hogue visited Garwood at the assisted living facility in late 2019. She said, Jan is not now, nor has she ever been incapacitated. Hogue began calling attorneys on Garwood's behalf and got into touch with Leslie Ann Ferderigos, 
she she said she was as normal as she could be. She uh, I thought, why in the world is this woman in a guardianship? Uh, Fertigero said uh, in June she filed papers requesting that Garwood be examined by a medical doctor. A judge granted the request. The result of that exam was that Garwood was perfectly capable of taking care of herself. So the judge in late August ordered her full rights to be restored and her guardianship ended. It took three years, dude. Oh well, they, they set her up for the money. They put her into a living hell. There's a movie in there. And now that she's out, she's grateful, but she doesn't have a home. The guardian who took over for Pharrell sold Garwood's house. Yeah, well, we can't do everything. Uh, not <laughs> not naming the Guardian because she's not uh, accused of uh, doing anything uh, illegal at this point, though. Uh, the Guardian's attorney had said all the actions uh, that this professional Guardian did regarding Jan Garwood were approved by the court. That may be true, but that's also why Garwood believes the Guardian program needs an overhaul. So she was essentially held prisoner for three years. Wow. It's unbelievable. It's, it's a nightmare. It, it, it's wild. So I uh, just thought I would share that story in the Bizarre File. All right. We are going to welcome more donation guests uh, to the studio this morning. And I'm really excited about this one because uh, we partnered with Acme um, several years ago, and it ended up being a wonderful relationship. And we've seen a lot of great things come out of this relationship, but I think this year took it to a whole other level, Steve. Yeah, well, Preston, in years past, we made the declaration that Acme was going to be an essential part. We would not let you leave the camp out yeah. because it was such a wonderful relationship. But this year, as we started to see things implemented and what you guys helped to implement for the camp out for hunger i was saying early on i we have the belief you there's going to be a superstar superstar status given to you because we're seeing very promising things and we're i mean they're just fantastic so over uh, the past few years acme has had a uh, essentially a mobile grocery store set up in our facilities when we broadcast live and people can come by and they can per make purchases and donate them drop them off here uh you know right from the location and, and hand it over to our volunteers or you could have done the same thing by purchasing uh, uh, products at the store and have them donate. They made it even easier this year with at point of purchase, you can make a direct donation right there at the register. They even had our cardboard cutouts there this All year. All over the place. Uh, and so they made it even easier when a time that it needed to be easier. Uh, so we would like to welcome a couple of people uh, from Acme. We have the president of Acme. Yes, thank you, please. <laughs> the president of Acme, Mr. Jim Perkins is Yay! here. Jim, good to see you. Good morning. Good morning, guys. And also the communications and public affairs manager, Dana Ward. Dana. Good, morning. Good morning, Dana. Good morning, Jim. Thank you guys for being here. So I, I did that lengthy setup because there's been a long relationship between uh, these two entities. And you guys really, we, we saw, we started to see the reaction from people immediately that were coming into the store at the onset of this, which was at the beginning of the month. And, uh, or was actually it was back in October. Right, it, right. Think, Everything started. got extended out. Yeah. So, Jim, what's been uh, your feeling about how things have been going? Well, you know, it's uh, really unprecedented times. And that brings unprecedented need. I mean, there's a lot of people that need with, uh, you know, as you know, businesses have either closed or been, and, and people are working, but yeah. still need assistance. Hey, we need help. And so the, the food need this year is so much bigger. You know, and I think we've been doing this like 10 years now. And I, I remember coming here and we lined up uh, seven trailers. Yeah. That was three trailers. And then there was seven trailers. Last year, we would have lined up 19 trailers for 580,000 last year. Yeah. And the person that 
helps us with this is Dana. And because she's worked so hard at this with our stores, I'm going to let her announce the number. But before I do, I wanted to thank all the community, all of our customers, all of our associates for donating. Un it, it was unbelievable because, you know, we couldn't do the bags. We couldn't do the store. We yeah. couldn't do a lot of things. So we took donations. In fact, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tremendous what the community has done. We're still going to do this through, the 20, uh, through Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. That's the busiest day. So if you can't get down here to camp out, Please donate at the store. Come down to any Acme, donate, or bring your food down here. But um, 580000 last year, and a drum roll, we're going to let a Dana announce the new right. number. We'll actually get a drum roll here okay, for you, yeah, in case will. you don't mind. So, All right, Dana. I'm ready. All right. What, uh, oh, man, <laughs> we're excited about this. What do you want to hit us with? Okay, so we still have some more days to go. And I had a number in my mind when we talked a month ago. Yeah. Uh, and that number was a million dollars. Okay. I didn't tell you that. Right now, today, we're at one million and sixty-four thousand oh! dollars. One million sixty-four thousand. Yes. A million. Yes. Million dollars. I mean, listen. You know how much is needed. We were always saying this was going to be the one. We've never needed it more. Acme, and again, you guys are superstars. We're stepping up. You know we love. You know we all shop at Acme. But to see that presence, to see this effort, to see it pay off this way, just means the world to us and to so many people your work is going to help feed. Absolutely. And we are going to double. We're going to double last year. We have uh, a couple more days. We're going to do it. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it, it, it's, it's an amazing feeling. I got chills just when we announced that right now. Um, but there's so much need out there right now and what we can do, and, and that's going to be awesome. Well, it's interesting because it has seemed a little less tangible to us. There's something about picking up the bags and placing them and moving them physically. Right. But I don't want you to think that the effort hasn't been as much or more so by simply making that decision right there at the checkout line and saying, yes, I will donate $10, I will donate $50, whatever it is that you're going to donate. It's been more. It's more. It's been more because yes. you stop and think about it. You guys have always been charitable with that point of purchase thing, and I always donate, and I would look at it and say, oh, yes, I just donate anyway. I donated to the camp out about 35 times <laughs> just by shopping yeah. at Acme. Yep. Just so, on a Halloween alone. Yeah, just on, yeah, I bought a lot of candy. So, uh, And thank God you guys had a selection. Because yeah. I didn't want to pay pharmacy prices for things. <laughs> uh, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, uh, but yeah, and that, that thing is you see, and you see people, they go, you know, no one's wanting to touch money much these days. So there's been a lot of credit card purchases or whatever. And you see them look at the thing and, and everyone, I always see them hit, yeah, they're going to donate. And that's made the difference. I mean, that mechanism, what you guys have put in place, is, is a game changer. We, we have to have that all the time. <laughs> you are going to have it all the time. And guess what? Next year, we're going to have the ability to round up. So it's going to oh, be even wow. better. Oh, that's okay. fantastic. Okay. All right. So you mean, meaning if you want to, at, at your purchase, you want to round this up to the next dollar amount? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's coming. It's, it's so easy to do. And, and, man, it's like, you know, it's like little droplets of rain. It, it can become a flood yeah. uh, over, over time. And so that's just, just a brilliant way to go about to it. To your point, though, Preston, again, this is, this is peep, everyone do, doing what you do, being safer. Acme is all about safety, the way the stores are laid out and everything, but allowing you to still have that 
that donation element and know that that this is again in every sense of the word acme and community coming together to make this happen yeah and uh for anybody listening right now if you were one of those people that donated a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars or whatever thank you so much yes we can't do this this is your victory yeah. we can't yeah. do this without you yeah and, and this, if you haven't yet you still have a few days yeah you do and and you guys have to feel so proud this is these are your customers yeah. that, that did this you know yeah, and I, I, you know, I, I want to put a shout out too because, of course, everybody's talking about the pandemic. But, you know, just to stay in stock, just to get groceries, it's a lot of work of yeah. our team behind the scenes. Our stores are doing to pull stuff in, and we've been one of the best, uh, you know, stock stores through this to help people because not only do you know people have Thanksgiving, they have their needs, and then of course you have the COVID stock up. So I really like to thank all the Acme people for working so hard to keep us in stock, and all the customers for donating. It's awesome. So hey, we've got the the busiest days of the year right now right now yeah. wednesday is the biggest food day of the year for us so come on in do another donation to help help out the needy and maybe we can get to 1.2 million before we're done so wow thank you. and if you're looking for work check with agme too because I, I know that you guys are you're always looking for more team members all the time all Excellent. the time hiring hey, and also thank you for having the best footballs uh out there uh <laughs> your eagles footballs uh, yeah. my son and i have we have a football <laughs> catch every single day and uh, we use the football that i bought at acme well i appreciate it yeah we uh got got a root on our home team and hope y'all keep winning. Stay safe. Hey, thanks, guys. One million and sixty-four yeah. thousand dollars. Thank you. Thank you, Jim, God. and thank you, Dana. That's uh, I, I knew something big was coming. Yeah, thanks, guys. We had a feeling. It paid That's off. Awesome. Wow. Thank you, guys. Exciting stuff. All right, with that, we should gonna... just pour confetti on them because yeah. I, I think so. <laughs> we're going to need to take a break real quick. Though, I, I also want to thank uh, our sponsor, Light Action. This hour, uh, Light Action Productions, or they, they've what? Listen, if you see videos and stuff, and you think it looks really cool. Here, they're the guys that did it. It's important to have a, a good uh, visual presentation when we have people like the freaking president of Acme coming in. So, freaking president, uh, yeah, supporting the camp out with the stage, lighting, video boards, and more light action productions is a leading full service production company specializing in theatrical lighting, staging, audio, video, outdoor roofing systems, and design online at lightactioninc.com. We'll take a break and we'll come right back with more of the camp out for hunger on MMR. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to schedule a free one-on-one -on -one virtual appointment with the real expert jeweler. Real diamonds, real people, real jewelers. Steven Singer Jewelers. Steven Singer makes buying an engagement ring so easy. He'll hold your hand to find the perfect ring so you can hold her hand forever. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. One of the things uh, missing from this year, because it was uh, way different, is uh, me frantically waving to try and get our house band's attention to tell them to stop playing, that we're going right. back on the radio yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. I kind of become become a conductor as well as we go in and out of the segments and we have these live bands because it's it's so much fun to have that energy while we're in uh commercial breaks and and uh the 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 crowd our, likes it our normal crowd has uh you know get some entertainment out of it so that obviously couldn't happen this year we have no crowds and therefore we did not need the live bands and there would just be more people uh and and we're trying to keep things at a minimum so i thought 
the bands would think, great, dude, we don't have to get up 4 o'clock in the morning and go do a gig. But I was, I was gotten in touch with by one of the band members who said, man, we're really bummed out we can't do it this year. We want to do something on our own. Isn't that to, amazing? To try and help raise funds. Yes, yeah. exactly. And they would have done it pre-camp out, but they were booked up and couldn't do it. So there's an event coming up on Sunday. So real quick, I want to go to our friend. He's a, an amazing drummer from the band Goodman Fisk. Uh, this is Anthony Baker who's on hey. the line. Hey. Yo, and good morning, bud. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? We're good. Listen, I want to thank you and and the other guys. It's uh, Jameson and Drop Dead Sexy, three of our absolute favorite bands year after year, because you guys wanted to do your own thing, and this was an idea you approached me with, and we really appreciate it. So, uh, what is what's the status? Give us all the details of what you guys have going on. Okay, so what we're what we're doing is on. Sunday, November 22nd, we're going to go from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. We're going to collect and uh, try to get as many donations as we can. It's going to be the location where we're going to be doing this is Rack's Pub and Grill in Williamstown, New Jersey. Um, It's an all-ages show, Preston. And the three bands are Jameson, starting uh, it off around 11.30 a.m., Drop Dead Sexy, 12.45 12.45 p.m. and Good Man Fisk, the band that I currently am in, at 2 p.m. And we're really excited to be, you know, helping out and doing something to, you know, just not ignoring the situation right. because of the situation we're in with COVID. We figured, you know, we can do something. What, what Why I, not help what I, out? I love about this, uh, this uh, a number of things that you guys would, number one, volunteer to do this. And, and, Anthony, you went through the nuts and bolts to make this whole thing happen. But also, for those who are going to go, you get three completely different bands. Jameson has this really cool Irish flavor yeah. to them, Irish rock flavor, folky, rocky thing. Uh, and, yeah. then, and then you have Drop Dead Sexy, who puts on outrageous costumes, and they do these really anthemic songs, and they have a lot of fun and crowd participation. And then you got Goodman Fisk, which is just straight up rock, man. So it's it's yes. something for everybody. Is it an outdoor show, or how you work in that? So it's all outdoor. Um, you know, there's going to be obviously social distancing and all that. We can't do the full like everybody up in front of stage dancing kind of thing. But it's been working. We've been you know fortunate, Goodman Fisk, that we've been out playing and making it work, and some other bands as well. So. It's, it, it will be very organized. Uh, we're going to have a drop-off if people don't want to come in and hear the music. Basically, uh, just took the ideas of how you guys did it and going to do it in, the, in a parking lot in a nightclub with the live bands playing on, in great. the afternoon. I think cool. it will be now, a lot of fun. I assume you had to dispense because you guys, when you do your show, you like to have group sex, and I assume that's not going to be in the <laughs> – Not this time. Not this time, right? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I was, I was, hoping, I was hoping, you know, like I said, like everybody else, to come in, perform. You know, we do enjoy it. That's the funny thing. Like when I heard you, you know, Preston and Steve saying that, uh, you know, the bands, we we were kind of bumped out. We were like, oh my god, no, we, that, we're not going to be there. That amazes I just, us. I just thought the hours were in, yeah. you know, the antithesis of what you guys are used to. But we we always we always have a blast with you guys when you're here. So it is it is a big missing piece of the puzzle. So that's really cool that you're helping uh, carry on the tradition and, and do this and and raise some more much needed contributions. So we have that information on PrestonandSteve.com. Nick, do you know where that's located on it's the right website? On the, yeah, on the community page, and it's this Sunday, right? 
Correct. Yeah. So all the information is right up on PrestonandSteve.com, right on the community page, and you can check out uh, and uh, get the info you need. Excellent. All right. And, dude, we appreciate the uh, the extra effort. Thanks so much. And, and next year should be back to normal, okay? Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Stay safe, and we appreciate it as well. You bet. Right. Anthony Baker That's from really Good nice. Man Fist. Really nice. Very generous. Really great bands and uh, and a lot of fun. So uh, that's cool that they did that. All right, we have another guest in the studio. Camp Out just wouldn't be the same without him. We referred to him earlier as kind of the B. Arthur of the Camp Out. <laughs> we did. We did. He's the, uh, you know, he's he's an imposing figure yes. like B. Arthur. He's very manly yes. like B. Arthur. Very uh, gravelly voice. Yeah. Mustache like. B. Arthur. Mustache just like B. Arthur. <laughs> NBC Sports Philadelphia head man Michael Barkan. Good morning, everybody. What's up? How are you? You all look great. How are you, man? Where's you Kathy? Look... Oh, right there. Hi. Kathy yeah. Kathy looks like she just got a rain downtown. Right? <laughs> the... Thanks, Michael. The... Oh, somebody put Michael up on the screen please, so I can see him, please? Please, please step up to the microphone and talk to the judge, please, ma'am. <laughs> it's remote testimony. It's remote testimony. Yeah, like, Unbelievable. Yeah, you still look great. You still look great, Kathy. I think I look more like the judge. Like, I'm the judge. I'm here. Yes, to that's your right. Case. Exactly You're right. what a lunatic would say. Then, I, <laughs> then I'll, I'll offer my plea right now. Yeah. How, how are you? On a uh, on a well, personal level, you know, sir. just counting votes, counting <laughs> votes. <laughs> they got you doing that now. Yeah, I mean, anything, wow. I, anything I could do. I got wow. a couple right here on me if you want. Some. And you have you have, <laughs> you have to cock us ahead by twenty thousand. Yes, I yeah. did. Yes, was that I just did. Out of boredom, and you found some in a dumpster somewhere, or do they found them in a the trash can? Gotcha. Yes, yeah. 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 But wow. these look good. I got to get these in right now. Wow. How do you spell ballot? <laughs> so um, yeah, it's uh, I've been I've been quarantining. I've been staying out of sight. Been doing a lot of walking. Yeah. You know, I walk uh, four miles a day because I eat six miles a day. <laughs> right. So you, well, go out listen, you look great. I'm sorry. I know everyone said that. You're sick yeah. of it. You want him to balloon up again. But I think you look phenomenal. Is that, <laughs> no. That's what you want? He's talking to you. No, I know. No, no, no. no. Uh, thank you. Appreciate you that. I, I walk four miles a day and I eat. Two miles a day. That's good. Yeah, that's that's the idea. Um, hey, listen, um, obviously things are different this year, and you have your own charitable endeavors, so um, you weren't able to do your right. uh, golf outing and, and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. And and uh, I thought actually Preston had canceled it because I can't get him to play. You've been so kind of playing. His shoulder's blown He's on IR. Still? Yeah. The shoulder's still? I haven't touched a club in almost two years. Wow. Yeah, Except for the personal club, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? I'll tell you. That's why I was late. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> anyway... Uh, but thank you for asking. Uh, we had a holiday hearts program that, uh, due to the kindness of the Eagles, we would have at the NovaCare Complex, and we would have the families come out. And yeah. um, it's the Barkham Family Healing Hearts Foundation, and we provide sustenance. Uh, we provide monetary donations to families, people, folks going through uh, catastrophic circumstances in their lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly, I, w- I think uh, hunger goes to that. And we yeah. would like to make a donation to fill abundance. You would, is that right? One thousand. Hey. Oh, you know it. Totally unexpected. So, yes. Wow, that's yes. awesome. So, um, absolutely. I think it's important to be 
part of my, yeah, there you go. It's important to be part of the community. We yeah. feel part of the community, and uh, helping the community is it's number one. I mean, nice. we're all in it together. So yeah. Let me really. ask you a question, Michael, because we are just we are in the heart of the sports complex. You look out behind you, and there's the ballpark, and then across the parking lots, the Wells Fargo. I mean, the uh, the Wells Fargo Center, and then the Link and Xfinity Live behind you, and it's just different. You know, the vibe when you're walking around here right now is not what it's normally like in South Philly at any time of that that uh, we've ever been down here doing a camp out for hunger. There's been Eagles games across the street, you know, and then 70,000 people in the in the stadium and 20,000 in the parking lot. What's what's it been like for you being yep. in the heart of the sports world in just a very different time? Two S's, surreal and sad. It's it's so sad to come into this place and especially when the Eagles are home and for a one o'clock game, I would get here at Eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning for a one right. o'clock game. I can just we have a noon pregame program. We'll have it this noon as the Eagles are at Cleveland, and you can just you can roll in. No one's here. They're not letting anybody tailgate. And uh, and now, as you know, the the next home game that they have, there will be no fans in the stadium. There were six thousand fans, seventy five hundred persons total allowed in the stadium. That's done because of COVID. And and to go in, we we I go in there and. There's about five of us in there. We're all socially distanced. We're all wearing masks, and we go to the studio. That's why Seth, you, we can't have him. He's at his home studio yeah. because uh, because it's just too many of us in the in the studio. So uh, in non-COVID times, on yes. an Eagles game day, you get here at 8 o'clock in the morning. Do you park on the other side of the complex no, where I, all the people tailgate? Or yes, I, I, actually, I parked. If you went straight down from where we are right now, right at the corner of the Wells Fargo Center, so the corner of the building, that this will be good. I'll have a bomb placed under my car. It's a, it's an Ultima, and here's the plate number. You go all the way down to I-95, right at the corner of the building. I-95 and the link. At that corner, that's where we park. Okay, right, right is it there. safe from the tailgaters? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. that, that, that that spot is. But I walk in through the tailgaters, yeah. which, which is cool. Yeah, and you want to experience it. You want to stop it on up. Exactly right. Yeah. What, exactly what, right. What do you mean safe from the okay. tailgaters? You got a good point. I Don't have... crash your car. I walk in with a Cowboys jersey. Well, What's the problem? <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, yeah, that's right. I'm from Dallas. Now, what I mean is, is uh, it gets a little rowdy down down there sometimes. I've actually, I've been like the like a like a little old lady, like. Excuse me, mister. You shouldn't break that bottle. Uh, you know, and I, so, and after the games, like, you know, things can get a little bit rowdy and, you know, people will smash bottles and all that. And I was like, I, I wouldn't want my car sitting there when I'm working. No, that, that area is protect, protected. Okay. Okay. It's a no bottle breaking area. Armed guards there. They stand right by all the cars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're rocket Michael launchers. Can for Christ's sake. Not just me, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all protected. <laughs> That's the whole, a, the whole cars have, what is this, like a microphone? Kind of. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It looks yeah. like it's going into surgery. It's like a surgical cap. Well, actually, it's a hairnet because our, our microphones work at five guys. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> we change them for every guest. You'll be glad to know. Hey, I, Michael, I do, you rem- yes. do you remember uh, we, when we were doing Eagles pregame live, it was like one of the first appearances I had with you guys. And the guy, the tailgater was coming out of the stadium, and they were going back to their, their tailgate, and he was trying to talk to me, and he had peanuts in his mouth, and oh, the peanuts no. were just... Just flying out of his mouth onto me. 
and you guys were hysterical laughing. It was like one of the first times I was out there, and I was like, oh, dear God, I'm a germaphobe as it is, and then I had like peanuts all over the mic. So you had this guy's nuts in your mouth. He's pretty much, Steve. Pretty much. Just wanted to make sure that's what you said. Uh, but, But I do remember that, and that's the craziness of the Philadelphia Eagles fans. It's why we love them. I could do without the bottle throwing, as you said, yes, Casey. Yes. That's, that's not fun. I could do without, you know, some guy pounding another guy in the stands just because he's wearing a Baltimore Ravens jersey, right. for goodness sakes. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think there's there's any better fans in the the United States than Eagles fans. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get back to it. Obviously, we've had all sorts of variations on things, and uh, so any is. Do you believe that anything is better than nothing, or how how are you reading everything that's going on right now with regard to sports? I'm, oh, in general. Uh, that's a great question because it really made you know it took the wind out of my sails. We watched the baseball games, and you see the cardboard cutouts <laughs> in the stands, and it was like. Are those dead people? <laughs> especially especially when they would yeah, get I mean, clocked. Yeah, yeah, when they, they get clocked, they yeah, feel you good. win. That's why right, just knock somebody over. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure you've done this. As, uh, we all have done it. You get on the computer or the phone, and you go, what do they call it, going down a rabbit hole, and you end yeah, up just yeah. spending two hours, okay, four hours, you just going around the Internet. And I remember seeing um, an exhibit uh, back in the old days, uh, some website, and when they when they uh, said goodbye to their loved ones after they had passed away, right? They would prop them up in in, yes. in in the area of life that they loved. Like if someone was ride like to ride a motorcycle, they would have the, a dead guy on yeah. a motorcycle. Right. If someone liked to cook, they would have her up, propped up on the counter. I'm thinking that's these are fans, <laughs> and that's they all love to do, and they're gone. They had a guy, I believe he was in a Steelers jersey, sitting in yeah. his recliner. I saw that. They, yeah. 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 Huh? Yep. And Steve, how do you want to be laid? I want to be the upper part of my body put in a TV. And really? I, yeah. And I want to be doing like a, an underarm deodorant commercial. So that, <laughs> I always thought you wanted your mouth open and yeah, dip that, in the mouth. That's, yeah. a good, yeah, that that's, that's an alternate if someone thinks the original plan okay. is disgusting. All right. That's good. <laughs> I could just see the commercial now. It makes a lovely dip. <laughs> well, I, you can't have you can't have a sad wake if people come up to that. You know? You're, you're right. Right. Well, well, you know, I mean, I think ultimately, and that was the whole point when you see all the cutouts it it just underscored the fact yeah. that that we don't have fans watching baseball well, but games i gotta believe that some is better than none i like i think yeah. it was nick you'd ask the question some better than none I, imagine none at all zero sports and there was a, a small time frame if you recall where there was yeah. nothing going on at all were you upset preston that our, our cardboard cutouts had better seats than we ever had oh my god ever <laughs> ever, ever at the phil's games yes well, right. i think you should bring that with you next time no ticket just bring your big hey you know where i sat you know where this guy sits yeah. That's I kept, i'm going right down there we kept you guys going <laughs> that's exactly right but you're you, i agree with you preston it, sports the way it is better than no sports 100 yeah. percent easy and, and um you know, we're going to see hockey, I hope. We're going to see NBA. I hope the, the – uh, we were talking about it in one of the commercial breaks in the postgame show. If they have to play the Super Bowl in April, I think that that's what, what they'll do. They're gonna, what you got to they, do. Yeah, they're going to finish yeah. this season. Well, yes, clearly Casey. professional sports look different. But I wanted to ask you because I heard this said yesterday, and I guess maybe – listen, I like watching sports, but maybe I'm not an expert. Uh, and I think so, you are. Uh, thank you. Um, Somebody I heard, an expert, saying that, in particular, the NBA product that we all watched uh, at the end of the spring, beginning of the summer, was some of the best 
basketball we have ever seen, and it was because of the situation that they were all in. They were all rested. Uh, you know, they were all in this bubble. There was no traveling and all of that. And, and so I, when I watched it, I was like, okay, this is professional basketball. But the experts were like, no, this is the best athletes doing their best ever. And I don't know if that's, you know, your uh, assessment of the situation. You hear that? I completely agree with that. I was talking yesterday, same with the NHL. I was talking yesterday to former Flyers goalie, now with NBC Sports, Brian Boucher. And he said, other than missing my family, he said, we spent those 70 days in the bubble. He said, that was absolutely awesome. He said, we didn't talk about COVID. We didn't talk about any of that. We talked about the games. We talked about great performances. We talked about the matchups. And I think it's the same in the NBA. And when you only have to, you're trying to beat your opponent and not worry about the fans. You're trying to impress your teammates and not worry about the fans. And, and so that part of it is taken away, and it really is just about the game and less about the entertainment value in, in the arena. I'm not talking, obviously, right, on right. TV, it's always about the entertainment value and the competition. I, I think that brings out, it's, it's like being in the gym. It's more just in the gym. To quote, pure. to quote Slapshot, old-time hockey. Old-time hockey, there you baby. Go, man. You know it. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, when you talk about the... Uh, the dream team in 1992 in Barcelona, and that was the old guard NBA of Larry Bird and Michael Jordan, not Michael Jordan, uh, at that time he was still a kid, uh, Magic Johnson, and they were playing Michael Jordan and, and the guys of that era, and the practices were just Armageddon. Yeah. And people said you would not believe the, the practices, those who were there and got to observe it. So, so um, I, I think in that way, similar setup. Yeah, in the bubble. Yeah, okay. No. Uh, I, and not to get too sportsy here, but uh, the, we just had a draft in, in basketball what? the whoa, other day. Whoa. Yeah. You serious? And, and again, <laughs> I'm not an expert, but I know that there are a lot of people here that are excited about Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. I didn't know anything about the kid, so I, of course, I watched his highlight reel on, on YouTube. I watched a couple of different ones, and the only thing that stood out to me is his shot is a little low. And to me, that's a little concerning. As yeah. a professional basketball player, kind of like it's almost like he's a set shooter, and I think that creates a lot of problems. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's funny because I thought the same thing, and then everyone said, "Shut up, Mike." No. Okay, okay, go. <laughs> all right. Great, uh, great, listen, great pick. I'll listen to the experts. But, here, but here's the thing: he's a great defender. He he's a great uh, ball handler, and he is also a very very good shooter. He's not much of a three point shooter right now, and that's more because he didn't take the three point shot. But here's what I like best about him: guess who got us, Tyrese Maxey, Markel. Fultz. Yeah. You know, you know, so yeah. they traded Markel Fultz to Orlando for a for the 21st pick, a protected pick that was Oklahoma City's. It ended up coming to the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes. Bye, Markel. And then, okay, I was, bye, Brian Colangelo. Get that stink out of here because we've got Tyrese Maxey. And then I was reading, as somebody had posted on Twitter, that the reason we even got that pick is because Mike Muscala decided to go God mode at the end of one game. Yes. Right? Yeah. And was Unstoppable, and then that's how we end up with that pick. Pride of Lehigh, Bucknell, excuse Bucknell, me. Mike, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Patriot League. No, yes, yes, yeah. Thank I apologize. You. Mike, I wanted to make you do that. I'll, I'll be straight up. I don't care about any of this, but I love hearing you talk about yes. it. Yes. Well, thank you, Preston. Something about that. Yeah, I appreciate it. We're live here at the Preston and Steve Show. Sure Camp style. out for Hunter. Hunger. Hunter. <laughs> for Hunter. Oh, my God. So you think, yes. the, uh, you think the NBA and the NHL, they play in the buildings uh, with nobody in attendance, and, and that's how it rolls out? So NBA starts, what, December 22nd, NHL January 1st? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I don't know the answer to that because I think a lot of it will depend on how the pandemic goes. And if the pandemic eases up, then I think you have an opportunity to see more of that. I certainly don't think you can ask these guys and coaches and their families to take another see almost a season in the bubble they as well will. as it came off. Yeah. So so but you gotta be careful. I also think Baseball happened to do it pretty darn good. They did play the World Series, even despite what the Marlins tried to pull on, yeah. on the Phillies, no doubt, with all their guys getting COVID to right. start the season. Yeah. So I think if you're careful, if you're doing the mask wearing and the hand washing and everybody's in it, we, we have a daily conference call. I'm sure you all have yours as well. Daily conference call, and at the end, um, our boss will say, please, we're all looking out for each other. Please be careful. Please wear your masks. Yeah. Please wash your hands and, and just watch out who you're hanging out with. And, and it's a, it's very important because we're all leaning on one another. How's, yeah. uh, how's synchronized swimming looking? It's great. You know what? I think that's the sport for the 21st century. Uh, I'm telling it. you. Ready? And two and three and four. Uh, right? Unbelievable. Oh, that yeah. dolphin kick I've got going is amazing. <laughs> a dolphin I might, kick? I might come out of retirement. Yeah. I mean, how did you know about that? Uh, I, I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> It was 72 in Munich. Yes, right. Oh my god! Wow. Hey, you you joke. That is difficult. Synchronized swimming is is so difficult. Get out of here! It is. I can't believe we haven't yet to talk about our first place Philadelphia Eagles. (laughs) Mattering of applause. That's right. That was Howie Roseman. (laughs) He's he's applauding. The Philadelphia Eagles at three, five, and one in first place in the NFC East. That's what a terrible division. But but here's the thing. I mean, it's, it's, That's it's, how you sell it. No, it's, it's, no but exciting football. Yeah, terrible yeah. division. You yeah. know, you, you got to throw out the record, Steve. You yes, know, you have to. When these teams play, Listen. there are no records. There's zero and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when you when you look at at the Eagles, um, they got a tough road coming up, big time. Three, five, and one now. All the teams that they play over the next five games have a, have winning records, starting with Cleveland. Everyone, oh, yeah, Cleveland, Cle- yeah, Cleveland's good. Yeah. So, so they're, it's going to be tough against Cleveland, tough against Seattle, tough against Green Bay, tough against Arizona. It's just, uh, uh, it, it's, it's not going to be easy. And the, the last two games against Washington and Dallas, I think Dallas and Washington, and we know that that that's not a guarantee. So, but but if you're going by. For the, just for the heck of it, if you go and fight, the next five games are losses, and it's, they're going to be hard to win. So, and they are what? Then they would be three ten and one, and they win their last two five ten and one. Is that enough to win the division? How, how, I, I don't know. I mean, it could I, be. I don't want to win the division like that. I want really, the draft pick really, that comes with that record. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then you have to pick the draft pick. And I don't know that that's you, – you, you do realize they've had entire years where they've essentially had no draft. Like 13 and 14, there was no draft. They don't have one guy to show for it on the team right now. It, it, it's, and so – Remember it's what I remember what I always said. Do you remember? Let's go back to the book. It's page twenty-four. You got to, in, in a professional sports franchise to be successful. You got to assess the talent. You got to coach the talent, and you got to be the talent. And the most important part of that, to me, really, is assessing the talent. And, and if you can't do that properly, then I don't care how good your coach is. Or You've always said that. You've yeah. always said be a chef in the kitchen and a be, slut in the bedroom. Yeah, you know what, exactly Preston? Right. You're right. Yeah, I'll be right there. Yeah. Preston was saying the exact same thing. You're always right, Preston. That's why I'm not piping up here at all. I think yeah. it's all been said by me already. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's it's uh, that's the difficult part. But here's the deal. We're not in the part of the season where you worry about who's assessing the talent. You're, you're, we're in the part of the season where the coach and the players got to do something. Yeah. I'm concerned with the coach. I'm concerned. 
concerned with this whole two-point conversion garbage. I'm concerned with the play calling selection. And, and um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how it's going to work itself out, but it doesn't seem to have a positive outcome right really? now. You look down the road. You, you never know? know. Weirder things have happened. Who knows? Weirder things yeah. have happened. Yeah. But it's... it's um, it's tough, but as yeah. you said, I'd still, you know, Casey, you, I know you want the draft pick. I still want him, you know, I want him to go to the playoffs. What the heck? Even if it's in April. <laughs> I want my team to win. I want my team to win. want your team to win. That's the bottom line. You want your team to win. That's the synchronized swimmer talking, though. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, we got to wrap, Mike, but I want to thank no! you for two things. Number me. one, for, for your in-person visit today, and uh, we've been very limited on that, and you needed to get out of the house anyway, so we got you here. But but your donation uh, from oh, the foundation is, so nice. is very, very much needed. We appreciate it. Well, it's, it's absolutely my pleasure and uh, what you do every year for those who who need for those who don't have for those who are struggling for those who are among us is a beautiful thing it really is year thank after you. year and um, i thank love you, you all of you and we love so you as well th- thank you very much for for having us by the way eagles pregame at noon on sunday that's right oh! don't miss yeah. it nbc yeah. sports yeah. philadelphia yeah. michael Burke. Hey. Hey. Thank you, sir. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We're going to teach Bill Weston how to wear a mask properly. And we'll uh, have some other donations that we'll get to in just a little bit. And Dexter Holland of The Offspring will be joining us as well. We'll be right back on MMR. Camp out for hunger may be socially distanced, but our social media pages are there to get you up close and personal. Find WMMR on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And check hashtag Camp Out for Hunger. So this is on a normal occasion, uh, a time of day when uh, we would be teeming with excitement. You could feel it in the tent. More people. I mean, I, I remember in years past looking in the tent and going, how can we possibly fit any more people in this space at all? They're, they're kind of like people standing up on yeah. chairs in yeah. the back. Uh, everybody crowding, especially if it's really a cold day. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely jam-packed with people. Okay. And I'll, I'll see uh, Captain Dale with his ramrod filling the uh, the Could- confetti machine. <laughs> yeah. All set to go. But obviously that is a, it's a different animal this year. Uh, but I still feel pretty excited, man. Honestly. The, yeah. Again, as you said earlier, Preston, with the way we... Uh, for, we were bizarrely encouraged because we knew we, we had te- we had had a whole bunch of different options and, and different ways to do this on the plate. And the fact that we uh, were able to get out here and do a facsimile of what we have done in years past in a way that was safe. And, and Rodney and everybody who worked to make this thing what it is, I, I, I think we made the right choice. And it's felt right ever since Monday morning. Yeah, and just to, to back up a minute, if you miss it, this hour sponsored, by the way, is Acme Markets. And they came in and with your contributions at the checkout uh, counters. Uh, $1,064,000. I mean, come on! It's just massive. So you can stay, and that number is still growing because you can still donate to the Camp Out for Hunger at your local Acme market now through November 29th. So and, remember, Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. And we're leading into Thanksgiving, Preston, when people are buying all their stuff. Yes, yes, so please do that. All right, and then another big biggie. Uh, we are excited to welcome back our good friend who works uh, closely with this event in many different capacities. Uh, we're happy to have him, and we're just great to see him once again, always, yeah. every year. Our good friend from Subaru of America, Mr. Matt Rick. Yeah. Hey, good morning, everybody. Yeah. It is so great to be back with you guys, and uh, certainly different circumstances. But first, I uh, want to say thank you. 
to all of the frontline workers and the first responders out there as these yeah. cases are spiking. Thank you so much to our healthcare workers who are making a big difference. We know you are taxed and stressed. On behalf of every, from everyone at Super of America, thank you uh, so very much. And great to be here today. Yeah, big it day. is great. We were just having a, a quick chat, a personal chat off air about, uh, you know, our kids and school and yeah. how things are going. Everything's good with you guys. You know, we're, we're fortunate. We are making the best of the situation like everyone is trying to do. And we're, um, our daughter is on a hybrid mode, uh, so two half days per week. Not ideal, certainly, but we're, we're fortunate to be able to go in two half days. And, uh, and so far, so good. Good. It's, it's funny because, we, you know, you and I had a lengthy conversation a couple months back. Yeah. About, we were talking about this and how the camp I was going to, you know, what, what it was going to look like this year. Right. And honestly, and it's the nature of these things. As you go along, you adapt and you, you move. And so even from the, the, the tone of our conversation at that time, we got it now. I mean, right. there's going to be some hiccups. There's going to be some shutdowns. And there'll be a time well after this to decide what was right and what was wrong. But, I, you know, I mean, the fact that people, the generosity that we're seeing displayed day in and day out for all the things. Even when we did the blood drive, people were coming out in droves. Uh, you know, that stuff like that, those, that's the story to tell through all this, that the people's kind spirit uh, will uh, survive. Well, you're exactly right. And to hear the, the people who are donating through the Acme checkout lines, and these record dollar amounts that are being donated, really is encouraging, right? And it's motivating. This stuff is contagious. Yeah. When people hear that others are giving back and giving to those who need it the most, they say, you know what? I want to make a difference, too. And that's the big difference here. And, and it's great to see this American spirit still alive yeah. that does carry us through. And, and, you know, Subaru, we're no different. We want to be more than a car company. And we want to make a difference in people's lives, and, and, and our customers do too. And so if you think about it, just yesterday, we launched our 13th annual Share the Love campaigns. This is the, the campaign that we run through the end of the year. You guys and this, started it. It's been often imitated, but you guys started it. We yeah. started it up. It has been often imitated, never duplicated. And I'll tell you, so as a reminder, that is when you go in and buy a new Subaru, we're going to donate $250 in your name to one of four national charities, which is Make-A-Wish, right, ASPCA, the National Parks, and Meals on Wheels. And also, you can also choose a local hometown charity instead if you prefer. But we are the only car company out there where when you buy a car during this Share the Love campaign, you are making a difference in somebody's life. Yeah. And these That's hometown great. charities out there, you know some of your sponsors, like Fred Beans is a sponsor here, yeah. and they do uh, special equestrians. That's their hometown charity. Rafferty Subaru, they're a big sponsor. Uh, they're, they are uh, partners in outreach. Uh, Nemours from Concordville, uh, Subaru of Cherry Hill, Big Brothers Big Sisters, um, ASPCA, you know, Animal Welfare Association by Miller, Glansman, all of these retailers, these super retailers around this Delaware Valley, they step up and, and have donations available to local hometown charities. So, again, buy a car, 250 bucks in your name. And this is how we try to, our retailers and our customers, try to make a difference in others' lives. And I tell you what, it's impactful. It's contagious, like yeah. we talked about. It's that spirit.
Well, well, honestly, what what is the camp out, Preston, without the – Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, and I, inextricable. And I remember uh, Matt talking to him when uh, when this started to hit, the, uh, the, the you know, when we started having conversations of, wow, can we even do the camp out this year? Right, right. Will we get uh, the donations that we need? And Matt was like, oh, don't you worry. <laughs> don't you fret, young yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We're going we're well, to make this uh, – uh, we're going to make this thing come home. Well, you, never, you know, you never take anything for granted, but you do yeah. believe in – the people around this Delaware Valley and, and, and that Philly spirit, right? And that yeah. South Jersey spirit. We're here. We're ready to rise up and help out. And, you know, you never take anything granted, but, you know, we talked about the messaging being so important this year of, of any year. It is needed now more than ever. And just last night, you know, because there was a while when I was uh, live on air with you guys not too long ago to, launch, to kick off camp out. We talked about we hadn't seen much on the television stations about long food lines. That had kind right. of died off in the summertime. But we knew that wasn't the case. We right. knew people were still in great need. Well, guess what? Watching the news last night, and what do you see? From our area, yep. all over the country, they're back to showing these enormous long food lines right. of people in great need. So this is going to go to great use real fast. Just talking to our friend uh, Scott Smith from Philip Abundance outside. And uh, the demand is so, so great right now. And it's great to be a part of this. It really is. And thanks for doing this for so many oh, years. Oh, you kidding me? No problem. My question is, are we going to owe you two live broadcasts <laughs> know, in the near future? Because we never got to do the one from last year. No. It, we, we tried. We had dates. The dates, were yeah. uh, we were approaching them. And then they got canceled. Restrictions were, were added. And then we had other dates. And then, nope, we had to cancel it. So we had to, we had to balk on it all together. Well, I have to. I got to tell you. Um, as much as we love having you around our headquarters, my hairy knuckles thank you for not having hey. a live broadcast uh, this year. They had That's a chance true. to grow back in. That's right. Uh, we so, so this coming year, certainly we're going to be able to have a live broadcast, and you're going to need to bring a weed whacker or something All like right. that. Well, I've noticed right. you started Jerry curling. Really <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good look for that's you. That's a great good look. Yeah, that's a, that's I a love that look. our broadcast is what grooms his hairy knuckles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> once a year, Kathy, once a year. All but right. uh, it's, uh, you know, thanks again to everybody out there. We've got some terrific volunteers. So I'll tell you what we did this year. We, we always talk about the Subaru employee tailgate that we do. Yeah. This year we did, had a little twist. It was yesterday, and we told Subaru employees, many of which who have not been back to the headquarters since we shut down in March. Right. Uh, we're now about 25% capacity, but many people are still working from home. We said, hey, come in, donate to Camp Out for Hunger. And by the way, when you're here, uh, free COVID test. Oh, wow. And uh, that was a nice little twist. Yeah. And we had a huge crowd last year and raised a ton of money, and they brought in a ton of food. So uh, we were really excited to see that support. And it's not possible without some great folks that support this event inside Super of America. And I want to talk about them real quick. Liz Edlin, Amy Strawbridge, uh, Jonathan Rivard, thank you so much for your support. Uh, our volunteers, you know, uh, Joanne Pope, Alicia Scott, Anthony, everybody who's volunteered, Jim Keebler. We can't thank you enough for continuing to support this event and making a difference to so many people throughout the Delaware Valley. And, um, well, I, I, I hope we get come? another broadcast. But, yeah, All time right. has come. So. Right. Casey, he's reaching into his pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me whip this out. Let me whip this. Uh, all right. No, we're, we're excited. And obviously, we would have, uh, I'm sure, confetti well, and all kinds of craziness. But you know how it is. Listen, show. that's not what matters. Yeah. Uh, what matters is what's about to be announced. So last year, uh, we did uh, 734,000 pounds. And um, we felt good about that. That was an all-time record. And uh, this year, despite the challenges we've all had, 
I am honored on behalf of Super of America, our Delaware Valley retailers, our employees. It's a pleasure to be up here representing all of you. Uh, we are going to be somewhere close to 750,000 pounds Whoa! of food. I thought you guys would have an uphill battle. Holy Christ. Uh, well, it, listen, it is an uphill battle, yeah. but Subaru is that company that likes to walk the walk. And, you know, again, we started the year. Keep in mind, when this pandemic broke out, we donated 50 million meals to Feeding America. Yes. Many of which came right here to fill abundance, no, by true. the way. Yeah, we were talking and about that. Now, we could have stopped there. Yeah. But we didn't. And we're not going to. And this is too important of an event uh, to be a part of. And I'll tell you, this now brings our total. I went back historically to take a look. This is our 13th year. Mm -hmm. This brings our total to 4.7 million pounds oh of food. Oh, my God. 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 And uh, I tell you what, it's, it's, it is so great for our employees, our retailers. It's an honor to be able to do this year after year. And we are grateful to be partners with you and our great friends at Phil Abundance and making this big positive difference throughout the area. It's, uh, you can't say enough about it, right? No, I mean, absolutely. this is what it's all about. And then, again, it's never been more necessary than it is this year. And for you to yeah. come to us with that amount is just astonishing because not only are we replacing a lot of food that started being um, used up much quicker, yeah. we're trying to set the, uh, the shelves uh, with a reserve for what we know is to come. Yeah, because some of the leanest months for food donations are right after the holidays, yeah. and that's when Phil Abundance, that's when this food is all there, right? And, and we got to get that food back out, so that's important. And these people, as you mentioned, I can't, the general population just hitting the donate button through the Acme checkout lines, yeah. uh, thank you so Amazing. much. What Amazing. a difference it all makes, and thanks to you guys. Three quarters of a million pounds of food, that's just staggering. Yes, Absolutely yes. staggering. Oh, man, Matt, we love you. Thank you. Uh, we love you guys. Oh, thanks for, again for doing this. It's yeah. an absolute pleasure, and I know for a fact with these vaccines on the horizon, we will see you guys at Subaru of America, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, if not for not one, maybe two live yeah. broadcasts we'll next year. Let's do this. Let's do, we'll do eight-hour broadcast. Yeah. yeah. We'll wax one hand one time and one the other. <laughs> oh, don't forget, I got my feet, Kathy. I got my hairy feet. <laughs> We've never <laughs> seen those. No. Oh, they're oh, disgusting. Let me tell you. <laughs> you don't want to see that. <laughs> like gelfling toes. Uh, you, know, you know, Matt, Matt does Hobbit porn on the weekend. <laughs> Somebody's got to. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Ritter yeah, from thanks, Subaru everybody. of America. Thanks so much. You're a saint. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Same to you. Wow. I'm blown oh, away. Absolutely blown away. Tons. Uh, That's uh, amazing. Incredible. All right, Casey, I have a question for you, a programming question. We have a couple of things coming up. Do we want to uh, speak to uh, Lori, or do we hang on and speak to Dexter? What would you like to you do? You know what? Uh, why don't we Why don't we take a break real quick? Because I don't oh, – unless okay. uh, Comstock uh, – is Dexter on the line right now, or is are we still waiting for him? We're waiting to hear back because we got we have less than three minutes to his scheduled time. So, um, no, nope, we're good. Uh, what does that mean? Let's take a break, okay? And then we'll we'll come back. All right. we have a lot of stuff on the horizon. Dexter Holland, The Offspring, and more. We'll be back. Ninety-three-three WMMR, the camp yeah. Stay with us. Didn't catch Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger live broadcast? Not to worry. Get the podcast at WMMR.com before the lawyers make us destroy the evidence. <laughs> Again? What do they do now? And right before we did all that, you heard a Christmas song. We, yes. Now, yes, a little early to be playing Christmas songs. 
Uh, but we wanted to play that because our next guest we have lined up. Um, and they did a version of Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Now, normally at the Camp Out for Hunger, we'd be post-Thanksgiving, and we would be playing Christmas songs. Right. Uh, but we decided to pop that one in. Is he ready to go? I can't tell. There's no uh, buddy uh, on my monitor. No, he's, he's voice Zoom only. Oh, voice, voice Zoom. Zoom only. All right. Hey, that's totally cool. Uh, we're excited. In fact, uh, his album, his band's album, Conspiracy One, the 20th anniversary vinyl, is coming out in December. Please welcome lead singer of The Offspring, Mr. Dexter Holland, yeah! to join us. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? We're good, Dexter. And you? Great, so great to be here. Excellent. So yeah, dude, we kind of we kind of jumped ahead and we played a little Christmas music. I I always traditionally like to wait until at least Thanksgiving to do that. Uh, but you guys, as musicians, you got to record this stuff in advance, get it ready to go. So when did this when did this idea to do uh, Christmas Baby Please Come Home pop up? When did you record it? We did it in August, so it's a little strange doing a Christmas. <laughs> August, but we decorated the studio Christmas-like. Just to, just to get that vibe. Well, you know, what I really like about it is that you uh, you remained pretty uh, traditional. I remember that reading uh, that that was your 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 idea. Is just let's let's do this and, and do it the right way. I think so. People probably expected more of a punk version, but we just felt like maybe maybe the world needed a nice Christmas song right now. We do take comfort in things that we're familiar with, and you find yourself watching older movies and maybe you know binging old TV shows, and hearing a classic done in a classic way is definitely cool. Thank you. Hey, why that one? Why uh, Baby Please Come Home? It's just such a classic song, and I, I, I love that whole sound of that era of the 60s, and uh, it was just, you know, one of my favorite Christmas songs. Were you a fan of Phil Spector? And, and um, you know, I, I, I don't even know he didn't produce that, but of the 60s sound, we always associate people like Phil Spector and, and big, lush, you know, production. Was that something that, uh, that, that you in, enjoyed? <laughs> when you say a fan of Phil Spector, I have to take that carefully. Uh, <laughs> not, sure. not, not the murdery the, the part, production the production part. part. Yeah. yeah, not that part. Uh, <laughs> no, I think the whole wall of sound thing was amazing. I love all that. There's so many bands, the Beach Boys and everybody else. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. Hey, I mentioned the uh, Conspiracy of One, uh, the 20th anniversary. There's a vinyl edition coming out. And uh, for those who may not be familiar with the, the track listing, you know, that brought us Original Prankster, Million Miles Away, Conspiracy of One. Those are just a few of the songs wow. on there. Um, you guys are putting this out on vinyl. Are you finding uh, vinyl fans amongst the Offspring crew? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Vinyl's making a big a big comeback, and uh, we're, we're coming across all these anniversaries for our old records, and the label wants to put them out. So we kind of try to make them special for the fans. They're like deluxe packages. You know, it's funny is that we, we, we hit a period a couple of months ago. Uh, well, now, geez, it's been much longer. COVID tends to blur everything. But uh, that the sales of records exceeded CDs. Um, you know, again, for, well, you know, for, uh, since CDs first started to come out, there are a lot of people who are obviously enjoying the sound and, you know, Jack White's a big proponent of it. So do you, now, now be honest, can you, do you tell it, can you tell a difference when you're listening? I think you can. And there is something special about vinyl that goes beyond just the sound, of course, as, as we all know, growing up with it and stuff, but it's also interesting to see, uh, young people that, you know, weren't really exposed to vinyl yeah. growing up get to it. 
Yeah, it's true. Hey, uh, so Dexter, with uh, you know being a, a band, rock and roll being a profession, we talked to a number of musicians. Who, if, if nobody's brought you up to speed, we're broadcasting live for this uh, food drive that we do every year. Uh, and, we, and we try to call upon as many celebrity friends as we can. So we spoke to Mike Kerr from the band Royal Blood earlier this morning. We had John Bon Jovi on yesterday. We've had a number of rockers on and kind of getting their take in uh, what this means in the world of touring musicians and where it has put you. I do know you guys have dates next summer i think that are lined up um you feel optimistic about that or are you just hanging on to see what happens <laughs> it's really you know anybody could say right now i guess yeah we are our earliest dates are pushed back to uh next summer next june mm-hmm. um i do feel really optimistic about the vaccine news i think that's great um, I, and I want to mention to people who may not know that you can speak with some authority. You have a Ph.D. in molecular, molecular biology. So how close do you follow all of this? And do you use special resources to go a little bit more in depth than what the pedestrian person might do? Well, I'm certainly not an authority. But, but yeah, there are certain people that I follow that I think are really good, and really knowledgeable um, about what's going on. And, and I think it's, it's the, the mood is guarded optimism right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the, the way it always, uh, you know, uh, with that. And, and uh, yeah, by hook or crook, we'll get out of it and we'll slide right into the next bubonic plague. But but for now, it all looks good. <laughs> it's really been something. Yeah, it has. Yeah. What, have, what have you been doing? It's a, kind of a common question uh, these days as far as uh, keeping your mind occupied or uh, having something to do. If you, you know, if you find yourself having a quarantine and, and looking at the same four walls for a while, anything in particular? Yeah, I mean, it's been great to spend more time with family, for sure. Uh, we usually were on the road quite a bit, so that's been great. And, um, you know, we've been recording Christmas songs. <laughs> yeah, let me ask you. So recording Christmas songs, you, you create the mood and you, you, uh, you get into it. Do you end up watching any Hallmark Christmas movies? Because <laughs> they're available year-round, and I'm addicted. So I was wondering if they made it onto your uh, radar. It's a guilty pleasure. There sure. you go. Yeah. Uh, who, who are your favorite Hallmark actresses, or do you have one? Oh, gosh. I, 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 I don't go that deep. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you mine would be Candace Cameron Bure and Lacey Chabert. Oh, I, I think I got to go with um, Danica. Danica. Danica yeah. McCuller. Yes. We're going to have her on in a couple of weeks because she's got another movie coming up. Uh, yeah, she's yeah. damn good, too. It's okay, Dexter. Don't be embarrassed. If you, <laughs> if someday you want to admit you're in good company. Uh, so spending more time with family and uh, and recording Christmas songs. How about um, uh, a new Offspring music? Is that uh, does it got got a projected time, or are you guys talking about anything like that? You know, we've been working on it for a while. I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to announce it because we haven't officially yet. But we're uh, we're well, done. We're sit- we're <laughs> we're sitting on a, a completely finished record. Really? Uh, yeah. When when did you start? When did you start putting that together? Oh, uh, it's been a few years, right? We do it in between tours and all that. But, okay. Um, uh, we kind of feel like, gosh, is it the right time to put it out right now when we can't go out and tour to support it? And we're, yeah. we're kind of just figuring out a date. But I think we're looking at sometime early next year to put this out. Well, you know, you, the movie industry is having the same issue. And they, they recently just announced that Wonder Woman 1984, they're going to go ahead and pop it out on, on Christmas and offer it up yeah. on streaming services on HBO Max. So right? it's going to be HBO Max and in the theaters at the same time as the Biggest budgeted movie for them to take a crack at it, and they're not even charging a premium price 
for HBO Max. They're just making it generally available on the channel. So, it, yeah, it seems like sometimes these, these industries, or at least over time, are going, you know what, we've got it, let's just do it. Let's yeah. go ahead and do it. So I, I don't know if that will occur to you guys or not, but if, if maybe you'll be groundbreakers in that regard. Who knows? <laughs> well, that's the thing. We don't want to just sit on it for two years. Yeah. I mean, we're man, and we want to put out music. Right. Hey, I wanted to ask you a question, Dexter, because uh, one of our producers, Marissa, had uh, made an observation. She goes to this big festival you guys play. It's in Ohio, right, Marissa? What's it called? Yeah, it's a Fat Mike's Festival. It actually had a name change. It was... Um Camp Anarchy, but before that it was Punk and Drublick. Okay. And she had said, and I don't know if you noticed this or not, but when you guys play Pretty Fly for a white guy, the kind of hardcore punkers will give you that crossed arm, stand there and stare <laughs> thing and wait for the song to be over. <laughs> are, you, are you asking me? Is I'm, that... ask, I'm asking you if, you if you pick up on that vibe or not. Right, right. I know. It's like, I guess, does that mean the song's too popular when uh well she says that all the girlfriends go crazy during that time the though. girlfriends freaking love it dexter so you have half the audience half the audience i'll take it <laughs> and it's I'll just the girl it's just yeah. for that one song i love how the punks love offspring and and nick murphy and i always geek out over offspring in fact when we were talking about this conversation earlier mm -hmm. like dexter and offspring these guys were just part of our childhood Mm -hmm. growing up. So thank you for introducing me to punk. Childhood. How does that make you feel, Dexter? Childhood. Awesome. I know. Not old at all. No, that's, that's great. Oh, man. Yeah, Dexter, I, I remember when I was a baby in the crib, my parents would play your music for me. Maybe try yeah. developing years or something like right. that better than childhood. Oh, my God. How my grandmother would go on about offspring. Well, here's another cool little fact I'll drop. Um, I have a connection to the, the X Games community, and I learned that they used to um, just put your CD in at the skate park, and they would just skate to it for like three hours on end because in the 90s, you would just throw a CD on and just play it on repeat. So they would just, you know, all those tricks and stuff were, were made uh, skating to Offspring songs. So there we go. <laughs> I'm trying to save myself. <laughs> I'm trying to save myself here. I got nothing. Good job. <laughs> nice to talk to you, Dexter. She says your your music serves as a soundtrack for skateboarders around the world. Do you guys want me to jump in here and embarrass myself to take all the uh, focus off of? Nah, yeah, you do, you do that all the time. You don't need to do right. it today. Uh, but Dexter, no, we we appreciate you uh, getting in touch and, and a couple of things. Obviously, the 20th anniversary vinyl out December 11th is conspiracy of one. And listen, dude, if you get a Christmas hit, oh. this baby, please come home thing. Oh. Really hits. Even besides everything you guys have already done, you well, though you didn't write this song, so I guess it may, if you write it, I've heard that it can it can you can How live about your life off. Pretty fly for a sleigh guy. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that could work I too. I've heard them all. I haven't heard that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, listen, Dexter. Thanks for checking in, man. We appreciate it, and uh, keep rocking, bud. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Great talking to you guys. Thanks. Dexter yeah. Holland. Dr. Dexter Holland. Yeah, yeah he's a smart man. Yep. Smarter than we are. Yep, that was cool. All right, so we're going to do a couple things here. We're going to do the bizarre file, and then we're going to talk to another guest. So let's go ahead, Jason. If you could hit it for me, please. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. <laughs> <laughs> this morning by Godshaw's Real Wood Smoke Turkey. Bacon. Let's get right into it. Uh, here's a story out of Pennsylvania. Concerns continue to grow in Johnstown after raw meat continues to be left 
at a book box in Roxbury Park. You had something similar to this going on. Was this a follow-up? Or was you know what? I don't know if it was this is the same location or not. Huh. It's meant to be a box full of book donations, and it's turning into a potentially sickening drop-off location for raw meat that appears to be being dropped off through the past week. Well, I actually go. There's a raw meat box in Chestnut Hill that I go and right. borrow stuff from. It's delicious. You borrow it? Yeah. Wait, you give it back? What do you do with it? I lick it, and then oh. I bring it back. Oh, okay. Photos provided by uh, Charlene Stanton, who takes daily walks in the park, show bags of raw meat hanging from the book box. Uh, Stanton says that she's seen fresh and frozen meat, both placed in the box lately, and someone keeps taking them as well. Really? So, yeah. listen, it, someone's found a uh, an audience, and they're providing. You can't read all the time. Uh, she said whoever put the items there had a good intention to help somebody in need, and somebody who may be in need and in desperate need of food will pick up the bags of meat, take them home, and eat it. Uh, if you're trying to help someone who may need it, please donate the food to a local pantry instead of leaving it out in public like it is being done there. A Denver man accused of gunning down a 21-year-old woman over a feud about dog feces reportedly fired off 24 shots from a semi-automatic rifle in the attack. This is insane. The revelations about the 24-year-old suspect, Michael Close's alleged ambush that led to Isabella Thallis dead and wounded her 27-year-old boyfriend, Darian Simon, were disclosed at a hearing on Monday. Authorities found six shell casings inside Close's apartment and 18 others outside his window. This is all over dog crap. Yeah, Close is accused of firing from inside his apartment at Thallis and Simon, who were walking their dog before opening fire. Close had yelled at the couple at their dog poop. Uh, after their dog pooped in a rock garden outside his apartment, he yelled, Are you going to train that effing dog or just yell at it? He reportedly yelled that from his window. And after the shooting, Close fled in his car and was arrested by police later that day. He's charged with first-degree murder and over a dozen other counts and was denied by him. The suspect's girlfriend told police that uh, after the shooting, her boyfriend called her crying, admitting, admitting to opening fire on two people. He was also crying and apologizing when he was arrested. Just a note, Preston, we have a, a caravan of people coming into the parking lot here to drop off food. It's very cool. Uh, hypercar crashes are always cringeworthy, not just because they involve the very possible risk of injury to the driver, the occupant, bystanders, but because more often than not, these are rolling pieces of art getting smashed. And sadly, that's exactly what we had happened in Dallas as a rather special, and I've never heard of this car before, a Pagani Huayra Roadster was involved in what looks like a fairly heavy crash and deployed the car's airbags, ripped apart much of the car's bodywork. News of this, uh, the one-off Hiara, which I assume I'm pronouncing incorrectly, uh, now identified as a chassis 76029, was involved in an accident and began circling, search, <laughs> circulating on social media. Several posts on Facebook and Instagram have identified the car as one typically driven and shown off on social media by a 17-year-old YouTuber named Gage Gillian, who is the son of Tim Gillian, a billionaire who founded a private equity firm in Dallas and owns a number of high-end cars. So this particular car... All right, let me have it. $3.4 million. $3.4 million for a car. I barely paid $2 million for mine. And he totaled it. Uh, in Jesus. addition to the Pagani, they also appear to own a McLaren Senna, a Bugatti Chiron, a Ferrari Le Ferrari, a Rolls-Royce Dawn, and a Lamborghini Urus. Oh. 
Uh, it is unclear at this time if the if it was a single vehicle accident or if another car was involved. So who knows? That's just messed up. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Uh, yep, we got a number of cars that are pulling in. Some of the things written on the side of their vehicles. It says Lady Juice on the side of this particular ah. one. What's up, Lady? It says Lady Juice Podcast. <laughs> and I can't read the rest of it. 503egmail.com, ladyjuice1503 at gmail.com. There you go. Kathy, they took your name. Thank you, Lady Juice. Yeah, you know Kathy. Lady, Lady, Juice. Lady Juicy. <laughs> All right, so we are happy to welcome back. She Was uh, was she our first guest at very Camp Out? Yes, yeah. Yep. And she's going to be our very last guest. I, I like the way this is wrapping up. And recently honored. This is cool. I actually saw this on the news. And uh, I want to make sure that I get the details right. I had it here, and I lost it. Oh, I Damn lost it. Nick, can you please? Yes, sir. I lost the information. Uh, so they were honored by LaSalle University the other night, which is really cool. And it was the highest honor that LaSalle bestows upon anyone. It's the uh, Signum Fidel, or, or Fide, I'm sorry, uh, medal, uh, the highest recognition awarded by LaSalle's Alumni Association. And it went to... Phil Abundance and Preston, our next guest. The CEO of Phil Abundance, Lori Jones. Yeah. Good morning. Hey, congratulations on that award. That's pretty incredible. Thank you. LaSalle is awesome. You know, they have a food pantry for their students there. We love oh, them. Nice. Excellent. So you got the honor. Did you get a medallion? Did you get like a, a, a what would you get? I got a fancy medal and they're coming today to make a donation, a cash donation to Phil Abundance. That's phenomenal. Excellent. Uh, so, Lori, we've had some big developments today. Oh, my God. Where are the tissues? Like, uh, like, uh, yeah. like this is incredible. Yeah. The uh, the Acme donation over a million dollars, one million sixty four thousand dollars. That is remarkable. And that that is extra touching because that represents people at the register yes. buying food for themselves Every thinking day about other people generosity and that is it that's the whole camp out for hunger in a nutshell yeah. that's exactly what it is that's what you all started yeah. you untapped unleashed what was inside of people right like people yeah. want to give we know that people are good they care about other people and like you said a dollar here a five dollars here at the register I mean, I just yeah, yeah. The difference is incredible. (laughs) And then you put on top of that, Campbell's had a hundred thousand pounds of food, uh, and um, Comcast. I don't have all the numbers. Comcast had a huge donation, Uh, and of course, you know, Subaru is the capper with three quarters of a million pounds of food. Seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, it's astonishing. It's I love it. I mean, we love Subaru, right? Share the love, right? (laughs) Um, And I have to say, you know, on Sunday we had all the Porsches and everybody out for the fillet trunk, which is incredible, but I was driving a wrap Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very good. Very good. Uh, so here we are, Lori, coming to the end of this, and, and this does continue on because Acme's donations will go on uh, till the 29th, so there's still more coming. Um, and as, as great and as wonderful as these big numbers are, um, it's, it's so different this year that this is not going to be a... Uh, I, I mean, it's always a temporary uh, thing, and, and we, it's, it's always relying on the public to come forward, but... Um, this should at least give you a leg up on what is to come over the next few months. It definitely is. You know, last year's camp out helped us get through the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. And this year with the numbers we're seeing, the same thing's going to happen. Awesome. Well, yeah, to, to get to get through that and, and put, again, you, got, you said you were you know, sort of getting depleted quicker because That's of right. everything as it kicked in. And now we're going to hopefully cover that depletion and add enough reserves to keep you going through. And I mean, it seems like... 
Seems we're like in, a good start. It's a huge start. You yeah. know, one of the things we had to do to really respond to this increasing need, we had to lease additional warehouse space, bring in additional people. We're purchasing more food. I've been actually signing a bunch of purchase orders for what we're purchasing. But being able to have this kind of funding and the additional food is going to help us feed their neighbors in the community. Oh, wow. Lori, a couple things. If, if somebody finds themselves in a situation where they need they need a hand yes. um, uh, and they don't know where to start looking, um, where, where can I go if I if I don't live in Philadelphia, if I'm in an outlying area and, and I yeah. want to reach out and get some assistance? What's the best way to go about that? Well, you guys know your listeners are from all over, right? So yes. you know that Philabundance, we're in nine counties. We're in southeastern Pennsylvania. We're in South Jersey. Come to our website philabundance.org and we will sh- direct you to resources right in your neighborhood and remember that you're you know and we've talked about this before there's a whole bunch of new people who are now finding themselves in the situation yes. but there are so many people who want to help you yes. and, it's, and it's really everyone looks at this as a bridge to get to where you will all get to and hopefully get to better places so People are just so eager to help you take yes. advantage of it. There's nothing wrong with reaching out. That's right. I, have to, if yeah. I tell you guys really quickly, a couple weeks in, um, and I think it's because we had done the food distribution right here with the Phillies and everybody else. A couple weeks into this, for my, I'm sorry, a couple weeks in for me in the summer, a guy who I'm sure was from the neighborhood came in and said, hey, I need help. Yeah. You know, recently unemployed. I've never been in this position before. So that's a reality. 40% of the people accessing the Charitable Food Network never had to before. Right. You know who they are. They're everyday neighbors. They always work. They always are able to feed their families. But now they're deciding, do I pay my rent or do I buy food? Yeah, yeah. Do I buy medicine for my grandma or do I buy food? But what Camp Out does, what you all do, make sure that we have the resources they need in our communities to help them when they need that little bit of a handout just for this time of year. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a great relationship between uh, our, our sponsors, our donors, the community, the Phil Abundance, the radio station, the staff, the volunteers, all of it. So it's this big awesome, you know, team effort. So we'll, we'll just keep that spirit alive, you know? Um, absolutely. We say at Phil Abundance that it's all about collaboration. We can't do it alone. And so what WMMR does, what this show does, what your, what all of the listeners do, what ACME does, what Comcast, what 6ABC, yeah. what Subaru, and on and on, like what all of you all have done. Um, you know, we couldn't do this without working together. Well, we've learned, we've learned some things, some new things, some new ways to innovate this year. Yeah. We're going to add that to, you know, we're going to return back to a lot of what we were doing and what people come to expect from the camp out and all the big hoopla and stuff and it'll be bigger and better and even more effective and more targeted and uh, on to bigger and better things that's right you all we've done what we pivoted this year right yes. and we made yeah. it even better yeah. um and so I, I really and i love that subaru says share the love i feel so much love and i hope all the listeners everybody who's contributed knows you guys are really kind of loving and showing love and support for our everyday neighbors in need and again like i really wish there were tissue here uh. <laughs> but can't thank you enough just so encouraged oh and i just have to say it was awesome to see john bon jovi <laughs> Oh, I'm a fan. Oh, <laughs> person yeah. next year, we'll see. We'll get him yes. here next year. You met him in person. I saw a picture I of you. Sure with John Mon Jovi I sure have. I sure have. That's yeah. right. Yes, I sure have. Mm. All right. Well, listen, uh, Lori, we're, uh, we're we're so glad we can make this work this year. Thank you for being here and supporting. Thank you all. Love you all. We appreciate it so much. Love you too, Lori Jones, yeah. CEO of Abundance. Yes. This is Jones. This is Jones. This is Jones. This is Jones. All right. We should take a break wow. and come back because we're going to get Mr. Weston in here. Uh, we're going to do, I think we're going to fire up the drop quiz. We might as well one Why last not? time, yeah. I right, we'll be back in a moment. Camp out for Hunter on 93.3 WMMR. Stay with us. 
not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Steven Singer Jewelers has the best guarantee in the business with a full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee, plus fast, free, and safe shipping. I hate IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On a Friday morning, Preston and Steve Show, as we are wrapping up our Camp Out for Hunger, we've got two more segments that we're going to get to. And then we're going to call it an event. Uh, it has been a beautiful day. It's been a lot of very cool surprises, a lot of big numbers, and uh, we're very, very happy about all of that so far. And we'll recap uh, when we get to the end here, uh, but we have a couple more things to do in the meantime. So, uh, everybody was really busy during that last segment, so I don't know what we're going to do first here. What would you like to do, Casey? I think uh, what we can, what we probably should do is lesson question. Okay. And uh, Hollywood trash, and then maybe get the answer. All right, and then the uh, thing we want to do, and then the music news? Yeah. Okay. All right, so today's lesson question and the prize that we are going to give to the correct answer will be a $50 Dunkin' gift card. And the question that we're going to go with this morning is, Michael Barkan is like which golden girl to our show? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Which uh, Michael Barkan is like which golden girl to our show? 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call right now. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Godshaw's Real Wood Smoke Turkey Bacon. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, former Kardashian friend Larsa Pippen has been rendered persona non grata after spilling secrets about the family to tabloids. Still, she's not taking things lying down, declaring, quote, you will not soon forget the name of, the name of, what's my name again? Paulina Gretzky photographed celebrating her beau Dustin Johnson's win at the Masters in a skirt slit all the way up her thigh. Johnson says Paulina's fashion choices have been the main reason he switched from standard golf clubs to his boner. And find the actress model Cara Delevingne is now the co-owner of a sex tech company called Laura DiCarlo. Delevingne is, is especially proud of the company, which just introduced the world's first heat-seeking dildo. <laughs> Let's see if we get an answer to this question. Michael Barkan is like, which golden girl to our show? And I will go to Zach, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Zach, good morning. Good morning, Preston. All right, Zach, he's like, what golden girl? B. Arthur. B. Arthur's correct, yep. (laughs) Hang on the line, dude. We are going to give you a $50 Dunkin' gift card. Get cheers at Dunkin' with festive drinks like the signature peppermint mocha latte and the signature gingerbread latte. And you can download the Dunkin' app and order ahead for a contactless experience this holiday season. Preston and Steve run on Duncan. So congrats. If you could uh, guys bring the monitors down just a little bit, it sounds kind of uh, loud in here. Cavernous? Uh, yes. Good word. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good word. A uh, little bit more, please. I'm still hearing this uh, you know, this uh, echo thing through the... Uh, uh, through the, are they listening to me? Uh, Rodney's on the phone. I think he's ordering pizza. You don't have to. Lorenzo's is here. <laughs> oh, Lorenzo's. Yeah. We love those. In fact, they're one of our sponsors today. Speaking of sponsors... This hour is sponsored by Subaru of America, supporting the Camp Out Business Challenge, encouraging other companies to organize food donation efforts in support of Phil Abundance. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. And also we got coffee from Duncan. Delicious. Refreshments all day uh, from Pepsi. It sounds a little bit better. All right. So I think 
we're going to try to do this outdoors thing. Um, and it was a last-second idea because I didn't know Pituation was here. Yeah. I saw him earlier this morning. Rich Liebing is his name, and he's our former intern. And you may know him from a couple of clips that we play from time to time. Well, it's hard to recognize hey. him. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and his Rocky impersonation is just... Hey. <laughs> I've never heard anything better, to be honest. So Uncanny. let's see if uh, if we do indeed have the audio. Let me let me go first to Pituation. Pituation, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. What did you guys get me into? We got you into the can drop uh, game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, this is uh, definitely going to be interesting. I'm not one for rides. So. Gonna, oh, really? You don't like rides? You don't like thrill rides? I, I usually don't do, ironically, anything with a drop. Wow. So, okay. yeah. Does it, does it you have, a, like, a sour stomach? Or are you yeah. prone to vomiting? Okay. Uh, I hope not the V word. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, We'll see about that. Uh, can you do a little bit of your Rocky impersonation for us so we can... Uh... Well, uh, how could I not? I'm down here in South Philadelphia, you know, trying to... Give me, I'm just a little punchy today, you know, just a little punch. You know? Sounds like Homer Simpson. Oh, hey, just a Hey, yo. I'm just trying to be a little, you know, punchy today. Nothing well, wrong with that. Hey, I play the classics. <laughs> <laughs> Bill hates it. Hi, Bill. Good morning, Preston and Steve Show. Hey, it's Bill Weston, our program director. So to provide the proper contrast to Pituation's greeting, I should say, Good morning, President Steve Show. <laughs> we got right. we got the high low working here. Hey, Perfect. Bill, have we ever put you on this contraption before? I have never been on here. No. Oh, this is oh, great. We got two virgins up oh, there. No. Absolutely. At least oh. one of them we know is a virgin. No, no, no. <laughs> so uh, you, you picked uh, Pituation as my uh, con combatant, my contestant, fellow contestant here, because. We get along so well. Well, yeah. you guys get along well. You just don't like him. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. Bill, Bill never found What's... what we found funny about Pituation, I think What's it was. What's the matter, Bill? <laughs> I just am taken back to that Halloween thing that we did in the in the, the oh. breakout room where... <laughs> the escape room. The escape yeah. room, yeah. With, with Pituation's voice just incessantly <laughs> chattering in my headphones as we're trying to find clues. And I just wanted to say... Shut up! Mm, Shut no, no. up! But he wouldn't. All right. Well, this ride, the the, the idea is to shut the other one up because we're going to do a drop quiz, and it's oh brought to you gosh. by Chunky Soup. This is a very, very simple game. On your way up, and I'll re-describe it, even if you may know what it is, but it's a ride that we got from Skelly Amusements, and it's a it's essentially a giant pole. It goes up like 100 feet in the air. You're strapped to this device, which raises you up slowly over time, and you can't see the top from where you're sitting. And at some point when it reaches the top, it hits a latch, and it lets go, and you fall very, very quickly to the ground. So we do a series of trivia questions, very simple trivia questions on the way up, and it's hard to think on your feet while you're watching the, sky, watching the, the ground get farther and farther away and then we'll give you a point for every correct answer you just say the answer when you know it and then when the uh when the ride trips and falls uh then it's over yes. we'll find out who has the best score and then sometimes we decide if we want to do another round sure, or not. so we'll sure. figure out how it goes so pretty easy you guys know the you know the rules right yep uh yeah okay <laughs> all right well let's try oh, yeah. this out so when i say go you can have them start the machine and when it starts rising just say go to me and i'll start asking the questions all right, go. All right, and you let me know when you're moving, and we'll get this started. 
Uh, and we're off. All right, here we go. First question. What is Mrs. Claus' first name? Annabelle. Yes. <laughs> what movie is about a couple that begins experiencing supernatural events involving a vintage doll? Annabelle. Yes. <laughs> right. What female no- name rhymes with banana gal? Annabelle. Yes. Annabelle. Uh, Bill, again. What was the last complete poem composed by American author Edgar Allan Poe? Annabelle? Yes. All right. All right. Who Annabelle. Is, who is the youngest of the five Banks children in Mary Poppins? Annabelle. Yes. That was situation. Yes. Annabelle. What is the name of the Whippet Angel in the animated film series All Dogs Go to Heaven? Annabelle. Annabelle. Yes. Annabelle. That's that, right. That was Bill. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Annabelle. 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 Shut up. Annabelle. What is the stage name for Anna Sedakova, the Ukrainian actress oh, and singer? Oh, Annabelle. Annabelle. Yes, Annabelle. that's right. Oh, mm-hmm. Please just let it be Annabelle. What was... Oh. Time's up. Oh. 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 I, I saw my life flash before my Oh boy! Listen to that pitching. Oh my God! Yo, yo, my nuts are like seriously in the the cord thing. Oh my God! Just say your throat, not my throat. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! We're we're looking we're looking at video. Look at Pituation's face. He's uh, Preston. I think I really got you. I'd love to see him go through the NASA training. The right pitch. The right pitch. All right. Obviously, the questions were geared a little bit towards Bill. Nick, how do you do? Uh, Bill won that first round. Four oh, to three. Oh, I believe we have five or six more rounds to go. Oh, great. Oh, no, no. Let's, let's do one with some legitimate questions, yeah. okay? And one more. And this will be the deciding. All right, Pitch oh, just says one more. This one will, more. This will be the actual contest, yeah. okay? Okay. All right, so uh, if they are, uh, can you see if they give you a thumbs up if our gang, uh, Mike Skelly and company, if they're We're ready going. to go? We're going. We're up. Here we go. Uh-oh. What oh West Coast city in California has an area called Hate Ashbury? San Francisco. Yes, that's correct. What male artist released an album called Thriller? Uh, Michael Jackson. Yes, that's pitch. Robin Williams has played what spinach-eating sailor? Uh, Popeye. Yes. What is a green pigment used by plants to trap sunlight called? Chlorophyll. Yes, it was Bill. Uh, Fort Knox is in what state? Texas. Nashville. No. Oh. I mean, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. What? No, it's not in Tennessee. It's Kentucky. Oh, oh whatever. What, what, what was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles' favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. Yes. I don't know that. What state was the 50th state to become part of the United States? Hawaii. That is correct, Bill. Uh, in oh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, what are Johnny Depp's little helpers called? Oompa Loompas. Yes. Oompa Loompas. What is the name used for the study oh, of God. earthquakes? Geography. Oh, uh, uh, earthquake study of oh, earthquakes. Oh God! Oh God! Oh. Oh. oh no! I'm done. Time's up. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Hang up. What's the score, Nick? Oh. Pituation takes round number two. <laughs> We got to do a tiebreaker. Really? Isn't it time for Pierre to come by and do the big wrap-up speech? The big warm up. Never so slightly behind. No, um, I'll leave it to these guys. You want to do one more? I'm done. Pitch pitch is actually done. I love everybody. I love you, Bill Weston. I love MMR. I love Preston. Steve, I love Camp Out. But, oh, my gosh, I can't do another one. You can't take it. All right. Uh, All right. 
Well, you know what? Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll do it next year. We'll have the tiebreaker. Uh, yeah. You know what we should do? Because Bill likes to take these long motorcycle uh, rides. What if Pitch was on the back of a bike? <gasps> yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Holding on, hugging on him. <laughs> yeah, man. I t- right around his waist. Nice and tight. <laughs> my glasses are crooked. I can't even figure out where oh my, my glasses. You're a little punchy, aren't you? Yeah. A little too punchy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a little too punchy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time we wrap this break. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Bill. All right, uh, All right. Thank you. you can kill their audio. Yeah, you yeah. guys come on in. We'll we'll, we'll get them uh, in in just a moment. That was worth it, folks. <laughs> hey! All right, we're gonna take a break, and when we get back, as oh, he said, oh, we didn't do music news yet. Oh, we're not gonna take a break. Sorry about that. Let's yeah. do uh, let's do music news. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Preston and Steve's music news on ninety three three WMMR. Brought to you by the American Red Cross. Be the lifeline patients need this winter. The Red Cross urges eligible blood and platelet donors of all types to give now and help save lives. You can visit redcrossblood.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to make an appointment. Uh, Been four long years since the last Metallica studio album. And uh, Lars Ulrich revealed that recording new music during the pandemic involved, uh, I'm sorry, is proving to be an uphill climb. He said, uh, we've been trying to do as much as we could in the last seven months, trying to make a difference with our foundation, with our music, and with connecting uh, to people. Uh, We've been working the last six to eight weeks virtually. I can give you some advice if you want advice. Being in a rock and roll band and working virtually is not super easy. He said, time delays, all these things make it really hard. He said, it stinks. Uh, He said, we... we, He went on to explain that the uh, lack of physical interaction... With creating the main ob- was uh, is creating the main obstacle. He said the main thing is we miss being able to hear each other. If I'm playing in San Francisco, Kirk and James are two guitar players from either Oahu or Colorado. There's significant time delays. It's hard for us to play at the same time. Uh, and he went on to say, I'm calling what we do steering, which means I'm playing at B and they're playing to me. I can't hear what they're playing and vice versa. If there's steering... We can't all hear each other in a universal fashion, so there's some significant complications. We have our recording team in the production scene who are speaking to us all over the world. Nobody has quite figured it out yet, so they're finding it to be a struggle. I don't know when they might be able to have more music. Um, This is disturbing to hear. We'll have to wait and see what happens, what comes of this. 41 years after the fact, Sting is being accused of sexually assaulting a minor while on the road with the police in 1979. Uh, The civil lawsuit filed Wednesday in Arizona federal court alleges that the British singer committed uh, statutory rape by having sex with a 15-year-old Jane Doe after meeting at a police concert in Scottsdale on May 14, 1979. He was 27 at the time. Uh, Sting, as well as uh, his police bandmates uh, and the group's tour bookers are being sued as well. A new bill allows alleged victims to sue up to their 30th birthday or a one-time uh, window file suit uh, to file suit, which expires uh, December 31st, 2020. Uh, the victim reportedly told her closest friends, several family members, several therapists about the incident, claims to suffer from flashbacks every time she hears the song by the police or sting, and every time she sees an image of him. She also claims that she may be the inspiration for the police 1980 hit Don't Stand So Close to Me, but that song actually deals with a student's obsession with an older teacher, not a predatory adult seeking out a minor. Uh, the accuser is seeking a jury trial with damages exceeding $75,000, citing sexual assault slash sexual abuse of a minor, intentional infliction of emotional stress, 
uh, assault, battery, and negligence, with the police also named as defendant, as well as talent agency Frontier Booking International, mm. which was founded and run by Stuart Copeland's late brother, Ian Copeland. So we'll see what comes back. Next year, Anthrax will be celebrating their 40th anniversary as oh, yeah. a band. Yeah. Uh, to commemorate their anniversary, they will release a graphic novel based on their 1987 album, Among the Living. Uh, it will be available in a variety of formats, deluxe and super deluxe editions, which include a special vinyl picture disc, an exclusive Mad Balls toy. Uh, and a forward by Rachel Ray. Art print and a gold record plaque in that. Uh, drummer Charlie Benante said about the project, doing a comic book has always been a huge goal for me. So that's coming with this. Uh, I've tried for years, but something always comes up and sidetracks me. I was ecstatic when Josh... Uh, Bernstein brought the idea to us to do a graphic novel based on our album along with The Living. I'll remind you, we already have our own comic books. We've been there already. He said, I felt like that it was the perfect time and opportunity to fulfill that dream. One last story. Released today on uh, DVD, Blu-ray, CD, vinyl is Music Money Madness, Jimi Hendrix and Maui. Uh, the film chronicles the Jimi Hendrix experience's legendary visit to Maui and how they became ensnared with the ill-fated Rainbow Bridge movie produced by their controversial manager, Michael Jeffrey. The Blu-ray edition will include the full documentary as well as bonus features featuring all the existing 16-millimeter color film shot of the two performances, huh. uh, July 30th, 1970, mixed in both stereo, 5.1 surround sound, and Hendrix engineer Eddie Kramer and master by Bernie Grundman. Have you ever heard about this? No. I never heard about it. No. It's called Rainbow Bridge Movie? Yeah, and, uh, and that's what I'm curious about. So directed by John McDermott and produced by Janie Hendrix, George Scott, McDermott, uh, Music, Money, and Madness. Uh, incorporates a never-before-released original footage and new interviews with first-hand participants and the key players such as Billy Cox, Eddie Kramer, Warner Brothers, executives, several Rainbow Bridge cast members, huh. as well as its director, Chuck Ween. Uh, their fascinating account tells the definitive story about one of the most controversial independent films ever made. I've never heard of it. Well, the Rainbow Bridge is something with pet owners talk about their pets when they pass away crossing the Rainbow Bridge, but I've never heard. Never I don't heard of think this, this is that. Yeah, because yeah, this is. I, I want to do a movie about kitty cats. Yeah, this goes way back. So I'm curious as to what Rainbow Bridge is about. All right, and that is. Isn't there a Rainbow Bridge in uh, the Coco movie as well? Don't they? Uh, where, the, where the dead. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Crossover? Mm, they do go across a bridge. I don't know right. if it's a rainbow. Connection of some sort. It's like a rainbow connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that part. Yeah. All right. And that is it in uh, music news. Now we can take a break, right? All right. We have one final break to take, and then we come back and we wrap this thing up. And there is a steady stream of cars moving by, which we usually don't see on the That's last day awesome. of Camp Alpha Hunger. This is wonderful. We'll come back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. ACDC. Royal Blood. Deftones. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. Figured one last time. 1040. Good buddy. On this uh, Friday morning as we're getting ready to wrap it up, buddy. Uh, uh, and it has been one hell of a week. 
and continues to be busy here. I'm really surprised by this. I'm looking out. I went out and just said hi to a bunch of people in line dropping off food. Last minute donations as we're getting ready to wrap it up. Yeah, exactly. We've never had a rush like this. Of course, we've never had a camp out like this. Yeah. At this last moment of the camp out. Yeah. It's so phenomenal. I'm going to get out after it and say hi myself, Preston. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful weather. Yeah. It's working out nicely. I was walking around out there in short sleeves. It's excellent. I'm going to take my clothes off. I'm going to take a moment to thank our uh, guest, uh, Mike Kerr, Royal Blood. He was great. Our buddy Michael Barkham from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Uh, Dexter Holland of The Offspring, CEO of Phil Abundance, Lori Jones, and then, of course, the donations that we got today. Campbell's uh, Soup, we had uh, Peter Heron, who donated 100,000 pounds of food, courtesy Jeez. of Campbell's. You had Xfinity and Comcast. Jennifer Bloda, who is the vice president of public relations, came by. 490,000 pounds of food. Man, did they step up. Acme Markets, we had Jim Perkins, the president and, uh, of Acme, and Dana Ward, who's the communications and public affairs manager. They donated $1,064,000 to the uh, efforts. And then, of course, capped it all off with our good friend Matt Ritter of Subaru with a donation of over 750,000 pounds of food. It's incredible. Uh, yeah. It's it, mind-boggling. It's beyond humbling how um, people have stepped up. And again, yeah. with that, those, those Acme, that Acme donation, Preston, yeah. that re represents individuals doing exactly what they need to do and always do to make this a success. So if we were curious uh, if things were going to work out at all this year, uh, that is all. That's gone. Those, those yeah. curiosities yeah. are gone because this went absolutely wonderful this week. Uh, real quick, I want to thank again our sponsor, who is for this hour, IMS Technology Services, trusted award-winning provider of event staging, virtual events, and system integration. <coughs> Excuse me, solutions for over 30 years. Uh, they're proud to sponsor our community and many years of this worthwhile cause. They've been here for a long time. And uh, this year, more than ever, for all those that are impacted by the virus and food insecurity. So you can contact IMS online at imstechnologyservices.com. Also, thank you to Lorenzo's and Sons Pizza. Family-owned, operated since 1970, locations in Westchester, Wells Fargo Center, Xfinity Live. Coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Philadelphia. What am I talking about? Oh, yeah. I am talking about the need to eat pizza. And you can visit LorenzosWestchester.com for more information. So they fed us and uh, everybody here today, which is excellent. So uh, Pierre, once again, keeping his tradition alive and being here in person, even though this whole thing gets wrapped up. And yeah, you send it back to the studio. I just like to come down and yeah. and and uh, be part of the last moments energies. Uh, and, you know, and it, look at that. There is a, a line of cars that are, yeah. are coming through at the very last moment, uh, and I suspect we're actually closing very shortly. Yes. Right? Yeah. In terms of uh, donations uh, right. by car. But you know what's going on? If you if you purchase your food through Acme, and this is going all through, I believe, right up to next uh, thanks to thanks not next Thanksgiving Thanksgiving, correct? Uh, to the 29th, yeah. Right. And and I I, I I'm going to guess that if you come by here and the operation is shut down, and there's still some people, maybe they can send you in the direction of Phil Abundance. Yes, stuff yeah, out there. Yeah. I'm not really sure because it's not far from here. It's right no, down right, the way. Right. Uh, so we'll have to see how that goes. But this has been a uh, an amazing week, a different week. Uh, and and I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little more rested at this point uh, during a normal camp out <laughs> than I would be. Uh, but I'm happy to know that even though um, it was less in the way of 
uh, moving activity and in-person activity, obviously, everybody stepped up elsewhere. It, it didn't matter. I yeah. knew it. We, we knew it. But, you know, you, you can know something so much, and then you then you have to see it start to come out. On Monday, when we started to get that vibe, I, knew, I felt we're going to be okay. Yeah. And, and, and uh, that, that has proven to be true. So, again, we've learned things this camp out by almost things we were sort of toying with that were sort of forced into use for this camp out that proved to be a revelation. Yeah. If we now can port those over, and, and I'm, 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 I'm thinking we'll be back to our regular camp out status soon, hopefully. And if that's the case, we can bring these things in and then just hopefully keep batting it out of the park. Aren't you guys glad you came over to MMR? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All those years ago, because, I mean, how long have you been with us? 15 years. 15, I thought, yeah. yeah. And uh, this is the 23rd. But, I mean, uh, think about it, because uh, you, you did this great when you started at uh, Y100. But uh, when you came to us, you, you um, a superstructure well, came along with yes, it. Yes, yeah. the, the stepping it up started with Chuck D'Amico. He's the guy that said, look, we can make this thing bigger. And, and here are some ideas that I think we have. And then Eric was brought into the fold, and Bill was the cheerleader behind it all. But but, but I, I credit a lot of that to Chuck. Oh, to and, Chuck, to every, yeah. Rodney. Rodney. Every, yeah. Rodney. Rodney making it happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So, yeah, there's there's behind-the-scenes people that turned it into what it has become over all these years. It's been incredible. You know, oh. so it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, shall we do the letter? Yes. Let's do that. All right, the presidency. Here we go. Hit it. Whatever. Preston and Steve <laughs> on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. I forgot the order of how we do this. Uh, the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. R as in Rodney. All right. And, uh, you know, we can actually take our caller now and get a winner if you sure. want to do let's that. Do so it. Let's just take the first caller. Who knows the word? 215-263-WMMR. We'll make it quick. And then that way we can uh, get ready to turn things over to Pierre. While we're waiting for that caller, as Steve was saying, it's a beautiful day today. Sunshine, 61. It's going to be just glorious. Even tomorrow, better. Partly cloudy skies, but warmer temperatures. 64, and then uh, clouds on Sunday cooling off to 52, and then we may have a little bit of rain as we get the week started, but that's just in the morning. So enjoy this weekend while you can, because it's going to be, especially today and tomorrow, it's going to be beautiful. All right, we're going to go. We already have our first caller in. It's Tim. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Great. First, how are you? Uh, doing wonderful. You'll be doing better if you can tell me the word of the week, please. Cheer. Great day in the morning. Good cheer, sir. That's correct, and we have a $500 Monster Pets gift card for you, Tim. All right, buddy? That's great, guys. Thank you. You bet. Hang on. We'll get your information. Take care of it. Don't forget Monster Pets, Companion Animals, and Supplies. Visit them on Columbus Boulevard in South Philly. Um, what can we? What would you like to do, sir? Well, I just would like to thank you um, because you've restored hope for me. Uh, if you think about this year... I mean, my God, I, I don't know if any of us in our lifetime will ever be able to say we've experienced a year like this. Right. Uh, 2020, uh, when, think about it, when we began it on New Year's Day, there were over 250,000 fellow Americans still with us that aren't with us right now. Uh, now, that's just in the United States, not to mention the world. Um, that, you know, has led into this utterly bizarre year. And it's been, I don't think there's been one person that hasn't been affected by this in some way or shape or form. Even if you think somebody's got it made, I'm telling you, it's been a brutal year for everybody. 
uh, for those who have lost people, and I've talked to folks, we all have, uh, who have lost folks, or for those who have lost uh, income as yeah. a result of, of the devastating loss of income. And that, of course, has led to loss of food. And through it all, uh, we've had these peaks and valleys and peaks and valleys, and we think we're getting better. And now, you know, it's surging again, and we're being told we might not or maybe should not go home for Thanksgiving or Christmas, things like that, 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 that we kind of count on. And if all that weren't enough, we've just come through a very divisive election, which uh, highlights the divisions that are in this country. And all of it, at various times, has just made me sit down and get very sad and, and depressed. And the news that I pull out of this is that we don't necessarily have to be that way. In fact, we don't have to be that way because in every natural disaster, be it a hurricane or an earthquake, whatever it might be, all kinds of people come out that you wouldn't think to help other people who are in need. And so somebody that's coming to bring um, a can of food or a dollar, they're not, they're not thinking, God, is this going to go to a, a, a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim or a gay person or a straight person or a, you know, any kind of different person? Who cares? They don't care where it's going. They know that somebody needs that food. It's going to stay here and it's going to go where it's needed. And there's something so simple and uniting about that to me that it, it, it gives me hope because we're being told all this negativity. And yet in the midst of it, you guys have not given up on two of your giant things, the blood drive in the summer. Uh, which I was curious to see how it would possibly work, and it did. It did, yeah. And this, and I'm thinking, you know, we probably should set our sights a little lower, and it's, you know, with these donations that have come in, I, I'm floored by hearing what I've heard already today. But but the I always come back, and we're so grateful to the corporate sponsors, but I always come back to the individual, the person that might put in one can of food or one dollar, and it's all they can do. And to me, that one dollar is worth the million dollars that Acme is giving or the 700,000 pounds of food that Subaru is giving. We obviously need that food, but that, that individual person that might give where they don't have anything, and they're trying to make their miracle, and they're not making their miracle. And it's hard for them, and it... It just, it just, it's just like, how the hell are we going to get through it? And what we find is by leaving these divisions to the best we can aside and reminding each other of that which we have in common, which is so much greater than any division, political, spiritual, religious, whatever the hell it is, it's been an effed up year. But there is hope out there and there's reason to not give up. And... You guys have helped me to get through with these things, and not just the big things. I mean, you do charity stuff all the time. It might be a, a you know a run or a walk or a, a beef and beer. You're always caring about the community, listeners. I have to tell you, these guys don't have to do this. They don't have to do it. They do it because they care, and the end result, hopefully, it inspires you. It, I must tell you it has inspired me yet again, more so ever this year than ever before. So 
I just want to thank you, Preston and Steve and Kathy and Casey and Nick and Marissa and Connor and the volunteers and everybody else. You are an incredible people. I just love you so much, and I thank you so much for caring and for bringing people together and for, even if you didn't get a chance to give, giving hope. You've given hope, and even if nothing else came out of this week, hope came out of this week, and that's so effing amazing and so wonderful. So uh, I'm going to get kooky if I no, go further, no, but no, I, I just, I just, I love you guys so much. I respect you so much. We are so blessed to have you on a station that is so blessed to be alive 52 years. This radio station is not just, you know, limped through. We thrive. We're, we're number one in the ratings all the time. Thanks to these amazing listeners of ours. So thanks to you, thanks to our listeners, and here's to getting through the rest of this year and a kick-ass 2021. Cheers. We love you, sir. We, nice. we, we love you very much. We love all of our family here at MMR, and, and that doesn't include the other uh, broadcasters that were here, uh, all our staff, uh, Jackson and Sarah and Jackie Bam Bam and um, it goes on, and, and those who, you know, are weekenders, of course, Brent and, and, and Blake and all, uh, the whole company, everybody's amazing. Uh, I know I'm, I'm, uh, we always forget names, and uh, to, there's so many people to thank, you know, our engineering department, our promotions department, the video department from uh, Newman and Brian from Course Photography, the volunteers more than anybody else. Yes, um, honestly. They're, they're, they're doing it. Uh, the, the people take vacations and come here all week long and work. Yeah. Uh, our interns, um, uh, everybody who's involved in the IT. Karen has been the yeah. point person for years now of just doing this and that and every little thing that needs to get done around here. Um, and it just goes, uh, there, it's, it's a big, it's an operation. It's a lot of people. Captain Dale takes vacation every single year yeah. just to come yep. down here and volunteer his yeah. time. And a huge sacrifice. Kathy's staying in her home this whole time. <laughs> and in the confines of that of that wonderful home of hers in Contra. It sucks not having her here, oh, man. Oh, missed her so no, much. It, this did, week. it did suck. Not it really her, did. Kathy. It's not the same without you. Yeah, we did miss you. Um, so with that, uh, you know, and thank you to um, uh, our sales department. I can't, I can't forget the sales department and, and our management. You know, Bill Weston. We have we have funded his expense quite a bit, but he's a great guy, and he uh, he makes sure that everything gets done the way it needs to be done, and and couldn't do it without him. And Joe Bell, the the big. Head honcho. Jason Fayon's done a great job yeah, on the board. Yeah, running the board. Thank you. I knew I'd forget something. Jason's uh, phenomenal. And, and uh, Ryan's been uh, – was Ryan running for you? Ryan yeah. and uh, also Connor ran the board for the afternoon show. So Yeah. So. yeah I, I had a lot of moving parts with Jason, so thank you, Jason, for dealing with me. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot. And, and but we'll, see, the, the final thing is you've inspired – even if you don't do something about this, maybe this gives you the energy or the encouragement or the hope to do something about something else. And you always feel better when you help somebody in some way. Think That's about it. absolutely true. I love it. All right. Thank you, Pierre Robert. And thank you to our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show, and also your local Confidence Plus service center. Car in need of service? You can find your location at myconfidenceplus.com. People of the Delaware Valley, thank you yes. again for this year's Camp Out for Hunger. You're amazing. We love you. We're going to bed. We'll see you after the weekend. Great job. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. You know, you can... 
smoke a whole ounce of weed and not spill a flake. And then they get down to your last bowl and you drop it all over your shag carpet. What the Next message. No sad, bro. It's Friday. I hope everyone has a glorious Friday and a fantastic weekend. You guys rock. Next message. Thank you. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.